Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode 316. Dave's just come from a huge work drinks and Indian dinner. I've just polished off some Indian and I'm feeling feisty and a bit sleepy and well-fed. That's me, Rich. How are you? Uh, not too bad, mate. A bit tired. Yeah. Uh, it's the last week of end of financial year, so yeah. crazy busy. I think everyone was just sitting on their money really? uh, for the end of the month to see how much they were sitting on. You know, I don't think anyone wanted to spend until they had their finances right because we were we were dead for the first two and a half weeks of the month and just right. this last week and a half has just been flat out man i've had like no time to do anything really that's good for retail and like your commissions and all that sort of stuff isn't it like when the people come flocking in to buy tvs and toasters and microwaves and whatever else they buy there yeah. Oh, no. I mean, we we don't sell that many small things, honestly. My dad's yeah. always surprised when he goes, surely you don't sell that much stuff. And I'm like, dude, I can sell $30,000 in a good week just by myself. Like, right. you know, I don't think people realize, like, how many people are buying big item things every there's day. There's tons. In those stores where you work, there's shitloads of expensive stuff, you know? If you yeah, look but around. I think in some people's minds, they think, like, because it's big, expensive stuff, people aren't buying that often. But it's like, right. no, it's like, daily yeah no definitely well otherwise the fucking company would be in trouble <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason they're continuing on all these years there's an appetite for spending out there you know and as you say coming the end of financial years well sales, I mean, there's an stuff. appetite but obviously with inflation and uh all that sort of crap i think i think people are just um more cautious they, they're a bit more cautious they're sort of holding off um, yeah as I said, they're probably waiting closer till the next paycheck, you know, Yep. see if they have the money still and then buy it or something like that. So, Well, you know what? I wasn't holding off. It was my birthday last weekend. Michelle got me a few items, including Diablo 4. Um, so I've been playing a bit of Diablo 4, enjoying it. I'm still early. Um, I also continued on my Witcher. I, I started playing Diablo 4 and I was really enjoying it. And then I thought, what I really want to do is finish Witcher. So I started... Um, well, I would definitely finish something before you move on to something, but that's just me. Yeah, but they're pretty different games, so it's a different flavour, you know, a bit of variety. But that said, Witcher for me, I'm, I, you mean, I, I hadn't played it only because I hadn't had the PlayStation set up in the new place, but I set it up on the um, TV in the lounge room, and Michelle's away uh, this weekend and early into next week, so I'm going to keep playing it then out there. And um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really, I'm quite deep in Witcher. Yeah. I reckon I'm probably halfway through. My girlfriend's away too this weekend, so we, right. we, we're we both battering it up this weekend. Exactly, man. Rat Pack. You know? <laughs> Why not, man? Um, yeah, so Diablo 4 uh, gets a positive review from me. I also got a sweet Ghost Rider Marvel Legends figure because I'm going to build up my um, Spider-Man family with some guests. So Ghost Rider's going to be one of my guests and War Machine as well. I finally broke out and bought that War Machine, and I'm so glad I did. You know the War Machine that I've spoken about on the show about four times? I finally, mm-hmm. I finally just broke down and bought him. I was just like, "Fuck this shit!" I, <laughs> no, I looked at him and I was like, "What am I doing with my life? Why haven't I bought you, you know, what machine? I love you." And then so I bought him and I got Craven, um, and Spider Gwen as well. Um, one of your favorites, I know, Rich. You know, I love her. Um, 
how many times have I mentioned on the show? Would you say every episode I mentioned Spider Gwen? Too many times, yes. I reckon I reckon once per show over the last fifty shows, I reckon I've got close to mentioning her once at least in every show. Definitely. Go um sp- lately I'd say yes, definitely. Yeah, go spider or spider gwen. Um, I would definitely ever ever since goddamn Spider Verse came out, her 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 mentions have fucking uh, quadrupled on the show. <laughs> Does it annoy you, Rich? Very so, much so. Very much so. I was going to say slightly. No, very much so. Um, also, my superpower is Batman. Did I send you the picture of this, Rich? Um, it's a sweet Batman figure. I'll send it to you. In Rich and I have a very exclusive chat uh, thing we do. You know what we should have. Maybe we already do have, and I just don't promote it ever. The the Signal Doom um, Discord, you know, I hear I hear a lot of shows have these discords. Rich, um, we, we record on Discord, don't we? When we do it, we actually talk about it. But I don't really understand what people do on Discord other than this. Um, well, that's what you that's what you would do. Some people invite uh, people to sit and chat amongst each other and all that sort of stuff. So, well, like you it, would have to, you would have to like have this? a separate. Um, you would have to have a separate channel, oh. right? Uh, for for um, fans and and yourself to chat in, and then you have one set aside for the show. But is it chatting like text chatting like or talking? Now, or whatever people can they can text if they don't want to talk, or they can talk like we're talking now. So what I've got to be talking to people like like this all the time. <laughs> If you invite, yes, if you want to have a Discord, invite, I, just have this kind of, I just don't have this Although kind of time. People allow it, allow the fans to have a place where they can all chat amongst each well, other. Feel, and, free, feel free to have a place to chat amongst themselves. Like, okay, I'm going to research this a bit better because I, I actually feel as if I even have one. Because when I look at my Discord, I see the one we record in and I see another one. So I see two, which tells me that at some point I've probably created it, but I just I haven't promoted it. What I'm going to do. So you're going to be a good show host, and this week, while Michelle's away, I'm going to set up a fan Discord channel, and I'm going to, it's going to be one of my projects. And you know me, Rich, technology and me, sometimes it can be troublesome, can't it? Uh, most times, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, by the way, I, I've sent you on, on in WhatsApp, I've sent you the picture of the Batman Superman, Superpowers figure. Um, but I, I will take my head off, at least you try, Dave. Yeah, you should take your hat off. A lot yeah, of thank people you. out there who don't even try. I don't want to try. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm doing it only because other people are doing it. You know what I mean? I'm, you, have to, you have to. Yeah, but, like, it's like my dad. He doesn't use the internet, doesn't do anything. In a way, I kind of yeah. rate it. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, but he also doesn't do a podcast. Doesn't care. <laughs> and, yeah. and have a social media sort of presence like you do. So I've got a social media presence. It, I've got a big social media presence. All right, fine. Fuck. Finally, fucking 2023, what are we in? Well, last day of June. So July, Dave's going to explore Discord. I don't even really understand, like, what's going on there other than what we do. But I assume... I'll, I'll explain it to you. They, they can chat amongst themselves or just to me? You can. No, you can create a channel with just the fans and you can pop in there from time to time and whatnot. Ever, but it gives, like a celebrity. It gives, it gives your... It just gives your fans a place that they could be all over the world. It just gives them a little place to hang okay. out and meet oh. each other. This sounds nice. Bond and all that sort this of stuff. This sounds nice. Okay, but, I, but like, if you're expecting me to be some sort of, like, admin, like, uh, fucking, as far as I'm concerned, it's Hell City, you know, in there. I'm not going to be stepping in to settle disputes like, <laughs> like I'm fucking, like... Uh, Matt Dillon or something like I'm not going to uh, like the marshal. I don't think that I don't think that surprises anyone. 
I'm not going to be like the marshal of fucking Dodge City settling disputes. It, I consider it like Mad Max, the the wilderness. You know, like you know, you know what I mean. Like outside the city, just craziness, like scavengers and stuff. Like you know, rule rules are almost thrown out the window. Um, if I'm if I but like so if I appear in the chat, is it like someone? It's like Sinatra's entered the club or something. Is that what it's like? Like people are like electrified because I'm there. Is that you would have to ask them, Dave? Yeah, I, 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 I haven't experienced that feeling, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get to chat with me like regularly, so uh, yes, exciting for you, I, I imagine. Pretty exciting. Well, I don't see I'm you above me, so no. I'm excited to chat to you. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to chat in general. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy. I'm starting to it's warm up to this idea. I, I wouldn't say I'm excited like I'm giddy like it's Christmas. Like I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get excited about this thing that I barely understand. Um, yeah, well, yeah, you know, that's fine. Okay, well, okay. So Dave's got a project, which is that. Um, so. Kids, uh, Michelle's just reported another wicket's fallen in the cricket. Australians are right on top now. We're going to crush the life out of these English. There's going to be a lot, a lot of live reports of the cricket tonight because there's a cricket match on. It's a tribute to Signal um, and my commitment and Richard's commitment that we are recording during a, a match, although I will note Australia's not batting, so um, I can kind of take a chill pill and uh, relax. Because if people don't know, I'm a big fan of the Australian cricket team. I don't know if that's ever come up, Rich. Oh. It may have one. We covered it a couple, of, covered it a couple of times. <laughs> couple, of, couple of deep dives. <laughs> when I start referencing the seventies, yeah, a US listener, a US listener is just dying of boredom. <laughs> Dave starts talking about the nineteen seventy-seven oh, Ashes tour. There might tour. be one or two that are still sticking around. Oh yeah, they they they, they love it now. Um, also. Rich, um, I want to. I'm fucking living for this Desert Commando Snake Eyes um, classified figure. I, I want it so fucking bad. Um, I'm going to oh. s- send you two pictures. Um, so, uh, I forgot to tell you. Um, so uh, me and the missus, we went on a uh, American uh, whiskey tasting um, wow. event on wow. Wednesday. Wow. It was at the Hornsby RSL. Cool. And uh, while we were waiting, we got there a bit early and all that, I was walking around and they have two arcade machines right downstairs in the sports room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on that arcade, it's uh-huh. all, all old arcade games, but it's got a collection on like the machines. Right. One of them is the G.I. Joe game. Really? Really? <laughs> one of them is a Judge Dread game. Really? Yeah. Uh, one of them is wow. a Gundam game. Uh, I think there was even a Transformers game that got some of the X-Men stuff on there. And stuff, just all of these old, old arcade games from, you know, fucking 80s, 90s. Wow, that's cool. So it's one of those cabinets that's got like a whole stack of games plugged in. Like I've often thought yeah, about yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind you, buying you put one. You your money in and then you select which game you want to play. I've often thought I wouldn't mind buying one of them and putting it in the house somewhere. You know, if it's yeah, got but the right I, I, Yeah, but I saw G.I. Joe, I saw Judge Dredd and I was like, oof. What did you play? Did you play anything? No, no, no. We were just oh, waiting for the... Um, I would have uh, said, take a seat, you yeah, know, yeah. Alicia, your girlfriend, or take a seat, um, you know, or, or join in because you could play all of those games together a couple of times. No, we might I go back because they've got a, yeah. so they've got a little arcade bowling place. By the way, where was my invite? Got lost in the mail somewhere for this wine tasting or whatever? Or, uh, no, no, Davey? <laughs> I don't think you're, a, it's not wine, it's whiskey. I don't think you're a whiskey man. No, I'm not. 
What's it? It's American whiskey, so it's taking to be. Honest. I always I make out like I'm a lot more social than I really am. Like I really want to be there, but whereas you really know that if you try to get, I hold think of that me, you yeah. just you just like the um the faux uh yeah uh, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, but no, not slight. But the, you know, the thought of it seems fun. It seems fun. You're a lot more fun than me. You know what I mean? Like I'm not doing anything. You, you're talking on a Wednesday, Thursday night. I don't even remember what I was doing. Staring at a wall. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, we like. Yeah. You know, well, we like to do things. I mean, next next month we're going up to Canberra for a Final Fantasy uh, orchestra really? um, event where you just go and listen to them play Final Fantasy music and orchestra, a live orchestra. Wow. Is there a game on the screen or something, or it's just? Yeah, I th- well, last time we went to one, of, I went to one of these was years ago. They did have uh, a big screen behind them, so I'm sure they'll have something around there. But uh, yeah, it's all the it's all the. Big See, you're things. you're thinking of things. You're thinking of activities. Yeah, we're always looking for things to do. I'm just so focused on the ball in front of me that I'm hitting. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just I'm I'm forgetting there's a whole world to experience, the pleasures. You know what I mean? The pleasures, yeah, the well, pain. You got, as they say, Dave, you got to stop. You got to stop and smell the roses. But I can't smell. I've got really bad sense of smell. <laughs> Jesus, Dave, don't take it so literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, Rich. Wow. Well, that's a lot of information. Now I sent you the picture of the Desert Commander Snake Eyes as well. Yeah, very you? cool. Oh, I can't fuck away. I, I said to Aaron. I, I mean, especially with the uh, uh, the background, it definitely looks a hell of a lot nicer with the. The, the the sand. I, I, I said to the rock background. Yeah, I said to Aaron from our headcast. I said I fucking need this now. Like it's all I care about. Nothing else matters. You know, like I'm I, I'm fucking living for it now. I'm every day thinking about it. That's pretty cool design. Yeah. Um, we haven't covered what you've been doing, Rich. You're reading, watching. I mean, you've been out wining and dining, not inviting Dave to function. Yeah, yeah, visual. yeah, yeah. Whiskey, whiskey, taste testing. Um. Uh, work still playing Final Fantasy 16. Okay. Um, watching again uh, anime stuff and all that. Have um, you? Did you um put that thing in the news that I told you to about some animes that for non? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I sent you. I sent you a list uh, that was uh, t- ten great animes for people that hate animes. Should we, should we cover <laughs> that? I saw now? the article and I was like, oh, I should send this today. Should we cover that now? I think that would be worthwhile discussing. Yeah. Because, you know, considering you're talking about anime, I just thought, let me find it. Richard, Richard's really kind of on the ball these days. Like, I must say you've upped your game, Rich. I will say that. You know, and and, and, and actually, you, you weren't a guy who was in bad form. You are in good form, but then I feel like you went up a notch. Just my opinion, you know. Well, it's, I'm, I'm like a Pokemon. I'm evolving. <laughs> I'm decaying. You know what I mean? I'm growing more debauched. The only thing I don't like about this list, though, is that my favourite one is is listed at number right. ten. So I don't know if it goes in order. Well, let's let's go red. let's go through them. Ten samurai champloo. Samurai champloo is an amusing take on the samurai. Oh Jesus Christ! It describes what samurai are: ancient people who fought with swords, preferably katanas. Okay, don't forget, it's for people that are, you know are not into anime. Okay, so Dave was annoyed. Okay. It's a funny central trio who embark on an adventure together. Anime's opening is a banger, which everyone can vibe to. Gee, I hate the way they're writing this article. It does not follow any stereotypical theme, making you enjoy the show without interruption. It follows the story of Fu, a young waitress who accidentally spills tape on a group of people who start harassing and try to kill her. To say Fu comes Mugen, a samurai whose fighting style combines sword play and breakdance. Okay, so okay, so that's a. No, it's more it's more like couple wearer than breakdance. Okay, I know what that is because my cousin did it. 
Um, then the next one I can't pronounce, Rich. In Inu Yashiki. Inu Yashiki. Yeah, I don't. I don't know all of these. Okay. I, I just, just give you. The, so that one I'm not familiar with. Fight between evil and good. One side is helping Ishiru, who helps everyone. Another is Hiro, a serial killer. The show portrays how different people use talents differently. Everyone has their quirks. Okay. Eight is Death Note, which is a very well-known one. Yeah. Yeah. Even I know oh, that yeah, one. Oh yeah, Death Note yeah. is really cool because Death Note is very like. Um, I want to watch this. It's kind of like um, um, Sherlock Holmes, but with like. Yeah, you know what? I'm sure that's one I'd enjoy. You know, that's and what's really nice about these, Dave, is that these are not ones with long seasons or anything like that. You know, like it's 26 episodes, it's 11 episodes. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's okay. No, Death Note is on 150 episodes, or like how some of them can get. Yeah, Death Death Note is definitely my thing. Then there's Neon Genesis. How do you say Evangelion? Evangelion. Now I've of course heard of this. You've heard of this one because it's big robots and kaiju's and stuff and all that. Which again sounds kind of like my cup of tea. Um, six, it, like that's a that's a um, what do you call it? Like very, it's like a benchmark one, isn't it? Like that's a that's a that's a classic, you know. Um, six is Violet Evergarden, uh, different yeah, take on the romance genre. Not, not in, yeah, a no, romantic one, not no. one that I'm familiar no, with. No, thank you. Uh, five is Cowboy Bebop. I have, in fact, watched a bit of Cowboy Bebop and enjoyed it. Um, I've not finished it, but I thought it was very yeah, only enjoyable. Only 26 episodes, bro. Yeah, I thought it was very enjoyable. For Attack on Titan, also wouldn't mind That's checking what, this out. This is the longest one, though, but again, it's one thing I think you would enjoy. It's big monsters, people, like, you know, hacking their limbs off. It's very dark. It's very violent. Yeah, very that's what I want to watch. Uh, Terror in Resonance follows a very severe yet playful plot that involves two youngsters messing up with the whole police department of Tokyo. Uh, blah blah blah. Okay, um, Vinland Saga is one I definitely want to watch. Yeah, this is the one I've been recommending to you. Yeah, no, There's Vinland Saga is a definite must for me. And one is Monster. Do you know what Monster is? Uh, I do know of it, but I haven't watched it. That's a good list because that's actually got a few in there that I want to watch, and it reminds me to. So Vinland Saga, Death Note, and probably um, Neon Genesis, whatever it was called. Um, um, yeah, it was good. Is Ghost in the Shell considered anime? Um, I enjoyed it that. Is. No, no, yeah. it is. It is. Yeah, um, I enjoyed that. But it's the problem with it, it's very anime. So this is, again, this is supposed to be more for people that, like, see anime as, like, Naruto or Dragon Ball or yeah. or that sort of stuff. And it's supposed to be like, no, no, this is, like, different. It's not. Okay. It's a bit more mature. It's more stylized. You know what I mean? Like, mm. um uh, like Samurai Champloo is very like music, um, right? Uh, uh, heavy. It's very like it's got it's kind of it, the reason that they say breakdance is because it has this kind of like um, music sort of style to it with yeah. how the, the 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 fights happen and the the choreography and all that. It, it does kind of feel like um, like music, like like it's like it's a music video almost inspired type of thing and all that. It's hard to explain. You just have to like, that one you just have to watch. Yeah, no, I think it sounds cool. Um, now, we have some official news, some breaking news, Rich. It came out of yesterday. Superman, Alois, and, uh, Superman and Lois are cast. It is official. It has been announced by the studio. Now, do we know? I didn't know either of these people. Um, no, I don't know anything about them. Never heard Rachel Brosnahan is Lois. She looked all right. Uh, I I, I looked, checked out the look. 
And then um, the second one is David Sweat. What has he been in? He's playing Superman, obviously. Um, has he been in anything? Okay, David. No he's idea. American. Um, meet the actor who... I mean, he looks a generic look. It's the right kind of look. Um, where, where, where might we have seen him before? They definitely have gone for someone that gives you um, Cavill vibes. Sure. Yeah. Very similar, like hair and all that sort of stuff. His notable appearances began after graduating and appeared in the television series House of Cards and Elementary as a one-off star. He played a key part in Netflix's 2019 show The Politician. Most recently, he was seen in Look Both Ways, a romantic comedy. I mean, Jesus, not in much that we would know of. But he's been in stuff. He's due to appear on Apple TV's Lady in the Lake series with Natalie Portman. And he's cast alongside Daisy Edge-Jones for 2024's well, movie Twisters. I, I'm, I'm not surprised that we don't really know of him because that that has always been the... The thing with Superman is that they always have literally gone for someone who's not like super well known. Like even yeah. Henry Cavill wasn't like a big name um, before getting Superman. I'd he say he was slightly bigger biggest than this guy. Name, but he was probably the biggest name they got at the time. Yeah. Like of, of but but still not someone who's like oh wow a megastar or yeah. fuck you know I know that guy from this and this and this and this. You know, it was someone who was maybe right just strategy. making a name for himself. I think it's the right strategy. I mean, you get the right look. And he looks like generic Superman look, and you and you get a guy who can act. I assume this guy can act. I I don't think he needs to be a a, a huge star because uh, one, the role is in my mind, it's Superman. Uh, he's drawing people in. If the guy does it well, well, he will become a big star by extension. You know, um, mm. I yeah, I've got no problems with hiring people who we kind of barely know because I think a lot of actors, frankly, can act and just haven't had. A, br- a break, you know what I mean? And he's done enough. I assume she's done just enough, and then she's impressed in the in the readings. Like, I, I don't need it to be. I've always thought with fan casting, fan casting's fun, but I've got no problems going outside the pool, you know, because I think a lot there's a lot of actors in Hollywood who could act, you know, who just don't get the role sometimes, you know. Um, mm. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited. Certainly, the right looks for each of them, and that's all we've got to go on, frankly, because I haven't seen anything anything from them. Obviously, you'd hope it's you'd hope it they've tested well against each other, good chemistry. Um, you know, there's there's speculation this going to involve his early years. Perhaps the Legion might get a run. Crypto, you know, these kind of things. Gee, I hope Crypto gets a run, Rich. No. But you see, this is Come the problem, on, Dave, is that... Whoa. No, no, I have zero issues with that, but all that shit that you want works better in a TV show. Why? What's wrong with it in a movie? Because you have time to 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 set it up more and have it reappear more often and actually be part of the fucking world. Sure. The problem with the movies, and this is why, like, like book series is different, right? Because book series generally have a beginning and an end, uh-huh. right? Maybe there's like six books or seven books, but you know what I mean? They self-contain, basically, stories that have a definitive end. The problem with comics is they literally fucking go on forever and sure. have got 70, 80 years worth of content and characters and and storylines that is impossible to give everyone what they want in a movie or three oh, yeah. movies. You've got, to make like it, you've got to make a choice. TV shows, yeah. You want to do like, a, again, like Lois and Clark. Man, I wish they would like bring in Legion and all that sort of stuff and do it well. But I just think comic books... My opinion, personally, and that's why with Marvel, let's be honest, there's like fucking 50 movies yes. you know, in the shared universe. is because comics need long-form storytelling and a bigger world. 
which yeah. I just think suits better for for TV shows. For but you could get good you know. Superman movies, dude. They haven't really tried very hard in recent years. No, I mean the, yeah. again, the best ones are still the to this day almost all the Christopher Reeves ones. <laughs> oh, Literally, yeah. almost all the Christopher Reeves ones have been better than all the modern Superman ones. Yeah, well, there hasn't been a lot of stuff to compare it. Like, I wouldn't say that there's been a, a slam dunk Superman movie since Superman Two. You know? Yeah. Animated, sure, yeah. Uh, animated oh, series, yeah. yeah. Animated yeah. are great ones. And that's why I guess I love animation, is that, like, it's just so much easier to tell a great But come story. on, these days with the technology, I think that they could do better. I think they could do a lot better than what know. they've done. I, I'm sorry, but I, Flash looks like a piece of shit. Mm. So the technology is not there to make it look fucking awesome. Like, they went so overboard in that technology on that CG, but it looked terrible. Mm. Yeah, okay. Like, I don't think it's there. I still think animation's better. I still think just go full CG, it would be so much better. Yeah, okay. Wow. Well, we'll see. Um, okay, so th th there's that. Now, we've got a news item about San Diego Comic Con. It's really weird. Disney, Marvel Studios, and Lucasfilm are not planning any panels at Comic Con. HBO isn't going. Neither are Sony Pictures and Universal. Uh, Netflix, which just held its massive Tudum fan event in Brazil, is also sitting out. W what is going on with San Diego Comic Con, Rich? Do you have any insight into this? Like, why is no one no, going? No, but uh, some people have, have speculated or claimed that it's it's because of the writer's strike. Well, that's actually... that. You know what? I thought the same thing. I, I didn't voice it, but I actually thought the exact same thing. And that could be a factor, you know? Yeah. Well, you've got all this stuff going on. You can't really talk about shit because, you know, writers are not working and some of the actors right. are striking and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean... Wowee. So I was on the right track with my thoughts. You know? Yeah, it's possible. It's possible that's the correct... Um, it's possible thought, yeah. I was right. <laughs> that's rare. Hey, there's always a possibility <laughs> you might be right. Wow. If we were in the Discord, this is the kind of thing that people could have been... Ideas could have been flowing. If, exactly. Can I get the Discord guys and girls to kind of be more... I, I'm picturing, like, you know, like intrepid reporters reporting in facts and stuff live from the scene, that kind of stuff. Like, I'm picturing... I don't really know what the Newsboy Legion is. I just know there was a thing called it. But I'm imagining they were, like, junior reporters for the, for Daily Planet or something. Is that? Am I wrong? Is that what it was? That kind of thing. I, I want, like, little signal... Signal bots, little doom bots. It's not a bullpen, unfortunately. No, but I want guys and girls like getting inside the the corridors of power and reporting back to me. And frankly, I want them discovering more about the aliens as well. Like, don't be afraid to go deep. And we've got a lot of guys in the states, and I'm thinking that's where a lot of the the bodies are buried. Um, are, can, are you sort of liking what I'm visualizing, Rich? You know, because it's all well and good to sit around talking about. Who's going to get cast on Superman? That's that's great, but start building some leads. Yeah, that's what the Discord's going to be, the swamp. Yeah, a place to exchange ideas, theories, speculations. Yeah, that's what you can use it for. Yes. Man, are you going to come in? Are you going to be in there? <laughs> I can go incognito and listen. Wow! Imagine if I'm holding court. Do you think I'll hold court and people will be like hanging on my every word? I hope so. Well. I don't know. I mean, I, look, I, I think they'd be nice to do like a QA and a and all that with people if they've sure. got questions. But I wouldn't want to sit there and tell people because that's what they listen to the show for. So, I mean. What, what am I telling them? I mean, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to. I'm saying if you go in there and have these discussions, well, 
I'm not going to tune into the show for yeah, that's true. to find that's out true. your thoughts on the show. So if they get any of that, then maybe let people tune in. I don't know. Yeah, good points, Rich. Uh, but mind you, I'm always up for an alien conspiracy discussion. So <laughs> if there's... Dude, you can put that on there and all the people that want to uh, partake <laughs> in your fantasy and delusions, you can all get together and circle jerk each other in that little bubble. Dude, some guys might uncover some fucking mysteries. You know? Yep, they're definitely going to uncover some... Uh, factual mysteries. Okay, yep. I've got a yep. question I, for you. I believe you. I've got a question for you. Now, am I crazy when I say this? In, I want to say it was G, <laughs> GTA San Andreas, a friend of mine was saying there was an Area 52 section where you could get in there and the aliens were in there and it was like really classified and stuff and like we started to speculate, me and him were talking about could it possibly be that like inside that digitally there was some secret stuff coded in. <laughs> like, that was some thoughts we were kicking around at the time. Yeah, that's some real stoner thoughts there, Dave. <laughs> but but it, I just remembered it, you know what I mean? And, and I, I remember we, we were kind of there, you know what I mean, mentally. We were tuning in on the same vibration at that moment. And it's just coming back to me now, all these years later. Um, yeah, shout out probably to... Probably would have been forgotten. Shout out to James Mad Dog Davies, who who I was having that discussion with. Um, oh, he was he was really into it, man. He he went deeper than me. You know what I mean? I was a, I, I was a lightweight. Um, okay, so we've covered San Diego Comic Con. He's failing. Um, too bad. And what about all the people who's like it should be more about the comics? Well, finally they got their fucking chance. You know? Well, I just I don't know how you can have a Comic Con when comics are failing. I mean, how many people do you think are going to turn up? It sells out every year. Every fucking year, setting a Comic Con is so fucking busy. You know? Let me listen. My my girlfriend is a cosplayer, Dave, and she don't go to the Comic Cons. She goes to the anime cons. Okay. More yes, maybe people might rock up if they got some anime and and stuff. But people are not rocking up for your Comic Cons right. for comics. They might oh. be rocking up for the fucking Marvel movies yeah. and the DC movies and whatnot, but I ain't rocking up for <laughs> the comics. <laughs> no, I just mean in general. I, I don't know. Like, I thought cosplay was a big part of all this stuff. Like, people, you know, dressing yeah, up. Yeah, they might still be going up for, to cosplay because these people just need an excuse to bloody, you know. Yeah, they'll get in there. Any, any fucking excuse will do for you to go and spend money on a goddamn costume. But, um, like, it's not about the comics is my point. Like, right. I'm sure their booths just don't really do that well anymore. Not saying they never have. I'm just saying for them to be pulling out, it can't be that much demand for them. Yeah. I mean, if they're willing to walk away from it, you don't walk away from something that is like successful or yeah. going gangbusters. What, what what kind of business plan is that? What kind of logic is that? I don't know, man. That's a good question. You know? So yeah. either they're really fucking dumb or there's no benefit from them going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, look, I don't know. Like, um, I'm just wondering as well, is I think Rider Strike, uh, is it some sort of pissing contest because they've got their own cons? You know, I, I don't know. Like, it just seems well, weird yeah, that there's, Disney... Yeah, there's way more cons now, and, and you got to remember, anime is taken off, man. There is more... There's anime cons now too, like... Right. But wouldn't they know, have anime? Like, at least in Australia, the anime is a big... F- Part yeah, of those but, that's, cons. but that's only well. Actually, no. It's it's becoming more separated now. Like oh. my girlfriend is this weekend. Yeah. Uh, her and her friends they are going to Smash, right? Which is Sydney manga and anime. 
Okay, I have heard of this. Yeah, show, yeah. whatever. So again, it's only anime, bro. Like, ain't no comics there. Okay. That's the funny thing, isn't it? Your Comic-Cons yeah. now are such a hodgepodge of games, movies, yeah. comics, anime, yeah. manga. But yet, at an anime-con, mm. ain't nothing but manga and anime. Yeah. Well, Funny that, hey? Like, they can have it all by themselves, don't need the other crap. Well, I guess they're, um, what do you call it, like, more popular? But that's my point. The Comic-Cons are being propped up yeah. by the non-comic stuff is is just the point I was making. And so, you know, it doesn't surprise me if, like, Marvel or DC and all these places are just like, we're not bothered going. Like, like no one comes for us, so. <laughs> I guess. Gonna do it, but Mar- Marvel Studios, they would. The, the movies. No, yeah. with the Marvel Studios stuff, that's just from the writer's strike, probably. Okay. And you know what? If they came back, it probably would be, you know, you'd have all these you know, weirdos coming for those terrible movies, so, you know. Uh, yeah, it's just interesting to me. The, like, I didn't know, I, I wonder if San Diego Comic Con's in trouble, I wonder if there's a temporary blip. I mean, all we ever hear about is how fucking big it is. Like, I'd love to go one day, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, look, Jesus Christ, I've, I'm so sad that I kind of missed my chance, like, to get yeah. it at its peak. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Where it was like fucking comics, you know what I mean? Which would have been probably a good 15 years ago. I should have really gone 15 years ago when I had the chance. You, you could still have a good time. If you went to Dragon Con or, or oh, San Diego. Yeah, yeah, look, I'm sure my, my girlfriend would still love to go and, yeah. you know, see the cosplay and stuff and all that. But it just, for me, it wouldn't quite be what I yeah would have wanted, for, like, say, 15 Years ago, well, back in the day, we might actually have been comics. we back in the day we might actually have been excited about what Marvel and DC were doing. Whereas now it's just like mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Well, like, that's the thing. That you got to remember when I went to my first convention, which was like twenty years ago. Yes, there was nothing but comics, man. Yeah. When I went in there, there were tables and stalls, and it was nothing but comics. Yeah, man. just from I, you know, from far as I could see. Yeah. And over the years, it's a shame. It's just it's just become. You know, uh, EB Games, JB yeah. Hi-Fi, yeah. Uh, Madman, like oh, um, movies, like and the the comics shrunk and shrunk and shrunk and yeah. shrunk. You know, because yeah. we used to go and be like looking at comics and trades and yeah. back or you know back issues and all that sort of crap, and you'd you know be able to get it all in one spot instead of having a, to fucking trace around. It's a real the shame. Country. It's a real shame, uh, sort of how. Not, not that they, you know, like, it's just like, oh, JB Hi-Fi's there. And you're just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, although I will say JB Hi-Fi are currently stocking an impressive amount of Marvel Legends, you know? Mm. Um, no, but here's the thing. I understand why it kind of happened in Australia, right? Because mm. it's Australia. It's yeah. not like we, we have a massive, a lot of comic shops, unfortunately, were closing down. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. I get it. But the fact that it's happening in America. Yes. Speaks even, like, you know, louder. Yeah. than it happened in Australia. No, definitely. Good points, Rich. Wow, you're on the ball tonight, man. You're, not, you're taking no prisoners tonight, dude. Yeah. Oh, I'm just, I'm totally just disappointed and, and, and oh. let down by comics, honestly. Oh, dear. Yeah, well, you know. Um, okay, well, San Diego Comic Con's in trouble. Rich is also saying comics are in trouble. I agree with him there. Especially when I think of comics, I, I think of the big two are in trouble. I, I do believe that there are comics out there like there are a lot of comics that come out that probably are a lot more interesting than we give them credit for you know from coming out from image and stuff you know but it's just mm. it's just finding the right ones kind of thing like i'm i'm reading at the moment i tell you what i'm reading um the bible no um i am re- <laughs> <laughs> no, listening to that on audio 
Book of Revelations. Uh, no, I'm reading my classic G.I. Joe, but just last night, you know, and I'm loving it, because I'm, I I was on um, Aaron's show uh, doing issue 51 of the Larry Hummer run and um, some other stuff. And uh, his show, by the way, is Real American Headcast. Uh, for G.I. Joe fans out there, if you aren't listening to that, you should. Um, now, um, so I'm reading the classic G.I. Joe, which I love, you know, and then I... I'm up to volume four of the IDW collection in G.I. Joe. It is so good, man. You know, this is the era when Chuck was doing it, Mike Costa was doing his Cobra stuff, and Larry was doing his stuff. Such a strong era of G.I. Joe, you know? And the, the juxtaposition of the mid-'80s Larry stuff to sort of the oh, around 2008-ish stuff, I mean, it's a different stuff. Like, comics have, I don't know if the right word is evolved, but, you know, styles are ch- move and change at times but such a strong baseline in both books. Like, both books are great. You know what I mean? And it's just such a pleasure. So I guess I'm reading that, and I'm also reading um, the IDW Turtles from the beginning, which I'm enjoying. So mm-hmm. there's there's stuff out there. Um, I but, think we just did kind of Dave, I agree with you, but here's the problem, right? Mm. When you say there's stuff out there, one, as you said, well, you can find some good stuff out there, or you're going back to old stuff, right? Sure. The problem I have, and this is how I know... Like, I know it's not me. You know, when people say, is, is it me? If I change? When I was reading comics, right? Yep. There was too many for me to read. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd go yeah. to the comic shop and go, oh, my God. Oh, yes, I want this one. I want this one. Oh, my yeah. God, this one. Fuck, I've only got 100 bucks. I can't <laughs> buy it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was spoiled for choice. Yeah. That I, I, there were so many I wanted to read. Now, I want to still read. Yeah. But when I go looking, I'm, like, struggling to find... something that is interesting that i want to read like i'm not giving like i still look to this day which is so sad (laughs) i still occasionally go in like we just went to the city the other day and i walked into the comic shop went to go have a look and i was just like i don't want to read any of it like i I pick it up i thumb through it and i'm like i don't want this no yeah well the big two you're 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 100 i go back to that era of about 98 99, actually. 99, I, I really heavily got back into comics, you know, like, and it was like 99, 2000, 2001. I was, you know, I went back in all the way, you know what I mean? After kind of dithering around the edges and there was, it just, you're right. I'd go into a King's on, on a Wednesday or Thursday, whenever it was, and it was just like, it, there was so many, and then we're, I'm, I'm talking big too because I was not an experimental reader, you know what I mean? It was big too for me, and I was just like, where the hell, how do I make some decisions? It was kind of more like I'm just I'm just making decisions. And, uh, look, I did get comics, and, and I was the reader who would stop reading if I wasn't enjoying. I was very reactive, but there was stuff there. There was, you know, JLA's and stuff and Green Lanterns, and you had your DC and your Marvel, and it was always kind of like, you know, um, there was a lot of stuff. And I always felt... That there was more stuff than I was reading, you know, and it was afforded also just pay attention to. You are right. You were you were literally you. No matter what choice you made, you felt like you were leaving some behind. You know. Yes, I always yeah, I always felt like I was leaving something on the table. I was like, oh, I just wish I had the money. And yeah. you know what I find is so sad, right? That was in my younger days, mm. right? I'm older now. I have, you know, what, what the young kids like to call disposable income. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've got a little bit more money to spend, and now I don't want to spend it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
Good I, I, how sad is it? My whole like youth, I was like, man, I wish I had more money mm. to spend on this hobby that I love. And now I've gone to the point where I have more money. You can buy I some statues money, or something. And I'm like, I don't want to buy any of this shit. But you know what? I'm, so gra- I'm graduating towards looking at more statues and stuff as well. You know, That's, what, collection. I've That's what I've been doing, man. I'm, yeah. um, I'm going to actually now, you know, Dragon Ball is literally my favorite, you know, mm. anime of all time. I'm actually going to go buy the mangas as, as a box set just, just to put on the shelf because I want to spend my money. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I want to buy things that I like. Unfortunately, it's just not comics anymore. That's okay. And that's not, again, that's not my fault. That's their fault. It's definitely not your fault. Like, fuck, fuck fault. fault. Fault's not even a concern. You know, it's it's just reality, really, more than anything. But um, I know, it's just so funny to me. As I said, when I, was, when I was in my 20s, you know what I mean, like early 20s, I was like, man, I just want more money so I could buy more comics. Mm. And now I've got to that stage in my life and I'm like, don't want to. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably come back though, man. You know what I mean? Like all these things. Maybe, but you know, sometimes you you could stop caring, and even if it does get well, good, you go, well, it's too, you know, I haven't bothered now. Maybe I would go back if they got good, you know. I, I, I would, but you never know. If it wasn't for the internet and access, you know, a lot more easy access to um, digital comics, I would have, st- like, if we were just purely in a, imagine the internet wasn't a thing. You know, and you were just purely basing it on going to the store and buying what you bought, how it was kind of in the 90s. You know what I mean? I would have probably given up it with how it is now. I, I would have stopped going to the store because of the access to also the reprints, um, including stuff I've never read. That has kept me operational and kept me a customer of Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but it's it, they're, they're kind of... I know they're always saying, like, you know, the... Digital comics aren't, you know, a major revenue source, blah, blah, blah. But for me, they've been really handy in accessing a lot of, especially older stuff or, or 10 years ago stuff I hadn't read. Like, I'm loving this IDW stuff, you know? Like, loving it. It's a real shame. Um, I, I, I found the guy that Chuck said, Ted, Ted Adams was the guy who was the CEO of IDW. And, and um, he says when he left is when the, the rot really set in, you know? Mm. Um, he, like he knew what he was doing kind of thing you know he knew how to um, he knew what his audience was and, 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 and how to sort of give them things they wanted like when G.I. Joe was really good the G.I. Joe fans were loving it you know what I mean and he knew he knew what he was doing and he set up the turtles and all that kind of stuff so you know they lost their direction and they lost some licenses and, and all that kind of stuff and you know it's it is what it is but um We'll keep an eye on it. It is interesting. It is definitely interesting. We have seen a lot of change in the last 20 years. And, you know, I, I, I reckon it peaked in about, like, 2008, 9, 10, around then. I reckon that was the peak. Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm not actually one of those people that's, like, opposed to change. Mm. I mean, for God's sakes, I work in retail. Like, fucking technology changes around me, mm. like, every year, and I've got to learn, I've got to adapt. Like, I'm not one of those people that, like, is like, oh, I just want everything to stay the same. No. I just want it to be good. Yeah, if you're gonna change it, just make it good. Like, you know, I, again, back in the day when they killed off Ted Cord, yeah, was I sad? I love Ted Cord. I sure. grew up, you know, with Justice League International being one of my favorite titles. But yeah. I gave the the um, Jamie Ray's a, a chance. Uh-huh. You know, you know, um, and I collected his stuff and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Again, I'm not a like, that's the thing, and you know, what was he like a young you know Latina kid, Mexican kid? I like I like him. Yeah. 
No, but that's my point. It doesn't bother you. That's what I'm saying. When people go, oh, you just don't like it because white. No, I just don't like it because it's not good. Like, yeah. I'm open to anything. Just, I want it to be good. Like, that's my money. I'm giving you my well, money. people forget. I don't want the, shit for in, my money. In the 80s and 90s, there was a lot of... Um, "Quote unquote diversity in comics, like that was where they started launching a lot more of the diverse characters and stuff. Like there was a lot of characters pumped out. I'm not saying they were all great, but I'm saying they were definitely trying to go for that market back then as well. You know, mm. it was a factor. Yeah, like that's not a new thing. It, it's like um, who are you saying? You know, the other day it was like when games journalists are like the best, no, the the first female oh. character ever, and all that stuff. That yeah. was yeah, that was actually a meme that Alicia sent me because uh, all the sort of the of the last two weeks, the the, the game directs happened. You know, PlayStation, <laughs> Xbox, yeah, whatever had the game directs, and um, we're having a laugh. And then she, the next day, she sent me a meme, <laughs> and it was basically that meme, you know, with the guy with the butterfly. Yeah, you know, and then it's like. You know, seven hundred and thirty seventh female protagonist, and then it's uh, game journos, and then the bottom. Is this the first female protagonist? <laughs> well, the, the, yeah, that's that's the quality of journalism now. It's just so bad. Um, all right, uh, Chris Pine believes kids should play Dungeons and Dragons in school. It exercises the imagination. It's joyous. It's improv improv improvisational. Uh, and within a matter of minutes, everyone's on the same page. You're not arguing about whether or not you're cool or not. I agree with you. Tell me you've uh, uh, tell me you've never played D and D without telling me you've never played D and D. I have, and I think, mate, yeah. are you trying to tell me that every single time you've played D and D, everyone was on the same page and there was no arguing? Oh God, no. There's lots of arguing. That's my point. That's why I said, tell me you've not played D and D without. <laughs> oh, telling me I see you what you're saying. D &D. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, true. Um, no, they're, 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 well, I mean, I've certainly look. It depends on the group. Um, yeah, but that's my point. Yeah. That happens a lot. It's not a it's fucking mad. Like, just, mate, you're a paid actor. You got paid. Yeah. Just say, hey, I got paid. Fucking seems like a great property. You know what I mean? I had a lot of fun. Don't come with us like, oh, yeah, I love it because this and this. Even though I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, I'm just, <laughs> I want to make like I'm a massive fan of it. The, but the, I've never the, played the Middle it. East. I assume everyone loves each other when they're playing, right? Like, the, the, it's just peace and harmony, right? Israel and Palestine should sit down and play D&D &D together <laughs> and we'll, we'll cure the world's problems, you know? Yeah, because they'll just be on the same page and they'll be on the same page. Over who's yes. cool or not. They they should play a role playing game of the Crusades to, and I'm sure there'll be no arguing. You know, what I, mean? I mean, for God's sake, just you go on YouTube, go on anything, and you will find people that are telling you like nightmare stories of some oh, yeah. D and D sessions. Like, I'm sorry, this well, whole like the, everyone, the, it's just fucking that's harmonious. True. No, that is true, but but the essence of what he's saying, I agree with anyway. Even if he. Is full if, you of had shit. Left, no, if you had left it at just the exercise of the imagination, yeah. it's, fu it's fun. That's what I mean. It's uh, yeah. improvisational. Yeah. If you had just left it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. You know, true. but when he added that, and within matters of minutes, everybody's on the same well, page. You're not arguing about it. And I'm like, nah, you see, now you've now you've told me that you, you're making it something like you're guessing. because you Especially the younger you are when you play. Um, there's a certain period. Look, we all know this. that. To the teenage cliche, you know, it was teenage boys, you know, there's a lot of kind of dick measuring going on when they're playing and, and you know, so it's, yes, uh, basically, yes, there's a lot and, of arguing. And there. just like in video games, there's always someone who wants to try and break the game. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do something that the, he thinks that the, um, the dungeon master is not expecting. With that said, I will say this. I honestly believe that, it is a really good learning tool for the imagination. 
And I do. Oh, I also you. believe uh, it doesn't have to be a teacher who's a DM, but an experienced DM in like a. Um, I'm getting very kind of school campy vibes here. Like we're going away on Christian camp and stuff, and like you know, and, and all that sort of shit. And and it is a very good activity. It, it's it is a positive activity, and a, a good DM can control a group and. Um, you know, I, I overall, I think it's a very positive uh, thing, actually. And I think one of the more yeah. positive, outside of sport, which I also think kids should be playing, um, I think in terms of activities, I think it's right up there and it does exercise the imagination. You'll get some kids who just, it's not their cup of tea and that's fine, you know? Yeah. But, As I said, I don't agree, yeah. disagree with him on the first part. Mm. And, but, he, but you know what, like an actor went sure. for too much, you know what I mean? Yeah, well. Should have yeah. stopped while he was ahead. And then They've always got to the, say. I don't actually know what this game it's is. It's the same I'm as every it. fucking comic book you ever read that there's an event and they go, this is going to change the landscape of the DC universe forever. Like, or they say, like, they always mumble it at the end, like, this will change the landscape forever. Nothing yeah. will ever be the same. Well, I mean, I was having this conversation with my sister, you know, because with kids and the tablets, and I said, I think the reason that so many kids today fundamentally lack imagination mm. is because they just are on the tablets all the time. Like, right. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes you need to not have something, yeah. you know, in, in front of you or something to use your imagination. I'm one of those people, though. I'm fucking terrible. Yeah. No, I'm, but I'm you're older now. Yeah. I'm not talking about as an adult. I'm talking about yeah. as a kid. Mm. When you got nothing, you know, and you're just sitting there, that's sometimes when you go into your brain and yeah. you start using your imagination and thinking of things and wondering about things. But if you always have something that's occupying your attention... Mm you know what I mean, like a tablet, then you're not you're not using your imagination. You're not losing your imagination to entertain yourself or keep yourself from being mm. bored. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I, I do feel like just giving kids a tablet and letting them sit on the tablet, like, for hours and hours is not helping with, with imagination. That's It's really killing it. No, you're probably right, I'd say, Rich. I mean, some big points. I'm not saying they can't have any time on it, but sometimes just take it away from them and let them, like, use their, you know, say, no, entertain yourself. Just think of something. <laughs> What are they allowed to have a book or something? Uh, yeah, I mean, a, a book is okay because a book does require to use your Jesus. imagination to picture the stuff. So I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, but like, I do think fuck. that just sometimes just having nothing can also go. Oh fuck! Well, how do I keep you know? And then nothing. Just sitting you start there. Start thinking of ideas. Maybe you start what? thinking of Sticks your and own stones. stories, your ideas, your own funny stories, or you know what you I know. used to do? I mean, I'll tell you something. Because <laughs> I had a very active, I had an overactive imagination. I still do, so I didn't really struggle with that. But um. I had, you know those balls that are, um, they're sort of like little, not little, little, but like bigger than a marble, but like bouncy balls, you know those little bouncy balls, do you know what I'm talking about, like plastic rubber balls, but small, and anyway, what I used to do was, um, you mean like a squash ball? No, smaller and kind of almost oh, like clear. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know the one you're talking. I love yeah, the. Yeah, yeah. I was addicted to these things. I used to throw them around my room and and you know get it ricocheting. Stuff. But what I used to do to work on my reflexes, because uh, I actually thought I was going to play test cricket for Australia, um, I would, you know, if I wasn't playing tennis or something and like you know gaming was off the table, or whatever, because computer games back then weren't as good. I'd go out. Um, we had like a brick wall. Um, you know, in my parents' house, and there was this brick wall, and you went out there, kind of like a semi, like a next to a carport. Anyway, I'd get the the ball, and I'd just throw it at the wall, and it would rebound off, and I'd be catch, sometimes catching it, and a lot of times on the bounce, and I would just be doing that for like two hours, just building reflexes, man. And it, I really found it 
very, very, very kind of therapeutic, but also very good for your reflexes, like your catching reflexes. Because I was always like, I could wind up in slips, you know, and I need to be able to catch a fucking ball. You know, you know what I mean? Like or I was just catch a ball in general. Sorry. Or just catch a ball in general. Let alone slips. Just yeah, but I was general. I was thinking literally of slips. You know, and um, and I found it very like I'd do it for an hour, two hour, um. And I, I, I always found it very sort of like therapeutic. Um, and your brain was focusing in on something, but at the same time it was freeing, you know, because you, 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 you're quite in the noise in a way. Because mm. yeah, when you're a kid, it'd be worse now. It was crazy then, you know what I mean? Like she was crazy then. Like imagine the whole layer of social media on top of that, you know, it's what we had, but it's on top of it, you know what I mean? So it's an extra layer of, of data that's flooding into these kids' brains and sometimes going simple. It's why I would always say if I was a kid, I'd be down in the nets most nights, you know, like getting bowled to and stuff. Like, why not? Like, fuck it. It beats the hell out of fucking around on the internet, you know? There's only so much internet anyone can handle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be down the oh, nets. Oh, God, I wish people would be less on the internet. Yeah, I'm just putting ideas out there, man. Like, um, pairing tips from me, man. But um, I used to love. I, I used to. I used to. And in my room, because my mother didn't like it in the house, because because if I had my way, I'd just be doing it across my bedroom wall, and I'd be catching it. But it made a noise, so it always annoyed her. But um, so she sent me out, so I'd be doing it against the wall. And you know, and I'm 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 like you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, doing this, like because Don Bradman used to do it with a golf ball. And a stump, you know. So he would throw, I guess, a golf ball against a wall, and then it would come back, and he'd be hitting the golf ball with the stump, like one stump. And I kind of got it off that. I was like, well, you know, I'm not as skillful to do that, but I, can, I certainly can catch a ball. And I did build reflexes, you know. And I think it helps with tennis volleying and all sorts. It helps it helps the mind, trains the mind, trains the eye to watch the ball. Well, as I said, it just change, it trains your reflexes in general. Exactly, man. Your reaction time. You know, and like, like, like I'm going to make a comment now that you're going to laugh at. Nathan Lyon went down um, with a calf injury, I believe, yesterday. And I said I said today at the work drinks, I'm available. Seriously. <laughs> I am. I am. They're, you know, like, seriously, if they had to call me up out of the wilderness, uh, out of the wilderness, you know, uh, out of the wilderness, man, you know what I'm saying? 49. Uh, 49. Uh, thank you, thank, thank you, Dave. Yeah, but but you know I believe I, it, don't I, you? I need it. I know you believe it, and that's why I needed that good laugh. That was that was, that was actually the, genuinely the, probably the most funniest thing I've heard this week. I, I believe it, man. Seriously, like like if I had to, I'd do it. You know, for for the fucking team, I would do it. I swear to God, I would come in uh, by my slow medium. <laughs> Like, I'm not saying it'd be easy. All your super slow medium that gets smacked to the boundary yeah. every ball. Yeah, but if these pricks are thinking they're going to hit me out of the attack, I oh. see an opportunity. <laughs> They'd be right. <laughs> what, do you doubt that I could, if you saw me steaming in, man, from a short run? Very you know? much doubt, my friend. I'm sorry. Very much doubt. In fact, not even doubt, like legitimately no. <laughs> I know exactly how you would perform and how well you would do. Exactly. To the to the T. I'd be giving it so much fucking effort, man. Like, seriously. I, 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 you'd be giving it your all, Dave. And it would still be looking like a bloody newborn kid playing cricket for the first time against adults. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, my um, my old schoolmate in my same grade is actually the batting coach for Australia. Did you know that from the same grade yeah. that I went to school? Yeah, he he is yeah, not. You've, you've, I'm not yeah. kidding. Yeah. yeah, no, you've said that. Before. Oh, yeah, I was going to say I probably have mentioned that before. <laughs> he never, never never spoke to me. <laughs> Seemed like a nice guy. I will say that. Seemed like a nice guy in a in a school that was full of pricks. Actually, seemed like a nice person. Um, I don't believe I ever exchanged a word. But he was uh, an extreme, as you would imagine, an extremely good cricketer. I think cricket was his whole passion and stuff. It was the impression I got. And um, he he had um, he had future star written all over him. And, and good luck to him. He was at, at one point. I'm not sure if he still was. At one point, he was the highest scoring. Sheffield Shield player for Tasmania ever. He 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 really was a very good player. He didn't play Test, but he played couple some one dayers for Australia, and um, he was an extremely good player. Yeah, he's a batting coach now, so it's always fun seeing him on the balcony because he's in the back and I'm like, oh, there's there's Michael Divinito. Wow, you know, I remember him not speaking to me. <laughs> 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 I believe I bowled. I I remember in in it was a very sporty school, um, and actually an awful school. But um, with some nice people, and he, they, they took to it very seriously. I remember, and um, like they really took their school sport very seriously. And I was always a bit like, you know, yeah, come down. Um, but they would do nets, and they were proper nets, like as in, you know, people would be bowling to people who were padded up and stuff. I never got padded up or anything but I believe I did throw a couple down uh and I don't remember him having too much trouble with what I was um what I was you know they had like a you know what you call it like a um like a rotation of people who were bowling and I believe he was in the nets I think it was him and um and all I was thinking is like just yeah this ball needs to fucking hit the pitch <laughs> I just, need to, I just need to get this thing on a line. Forget about speed. Forget about spin. Pure direction was my one. You know, I'm like, please don't embarrass myself. And from memory, yes, a very soft, gentle ball went down the middle. He just batted it away. He was just like, okay, this is just kid stuff. Like, can we get to the real deal now? Can someone come in from like well, a- I went to school with the, the most unique bowler South Africans ever produced. Paul Adams? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Frog in a blender, they used to call him. Yeah. Uh, how funny is that? I knew exactly who you were talking about. Yeah, you would, because he's literally the fucking weirdest He had the weirdest had. style. So you went to school with him, did you? Mm-hmm. South Africa. And was he like that then? Because they're usually superstars yeah. at that age. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, an, it was an odd thing then, but no one... Well, no one ever thought he would make that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you saw that guy. You didn't look at him and go, fuck, man, that guy's going to make the... You're just like, man, that guy's got a weird fucking action. And then one day, you know, years later, oh. you know, uh, you go, oh my God. I'm like, oh my God. Well, he, he took a few weeks. He, he, he made the side. I went to school with him. He, he, yeah, he did okay for a while. They, I think they got on, the Aussies got on to him. The um, problem is, is it's, it's an action that, yes, it's it, it, it surprises you at first, but yeah. once you once you get your eye in for it, it's not that... Um, yeah, I, I believe from memory that was exactly what happened. I think after the initial novelty wore off, uh, people actually were picking him pretty easily, you know? Well, I mean, which has happened to a lot of bowlers, unfortunately. And that's why yeah. a lot of bowlers, they've had to adapt, change, yeah. you know, um, uh, try something different. You know what I mean? So, yeah, sure. you could come in with speed, but if that's all you're producing, at some point people are going to get their eye in for your speed. So sure. then you're going to have to start, you know, 
working on your swing and your reverse and you know what i mean you can't just be like the fastest bowler people will start so the problem is is i don't think he got a chance to um develop and, and change they kind of were just like oh you're getting smacked around so yeah he, he got thank you, thank you for your service <laughs> yeah yeah he yeah exactly i mean he, he did okay for himself but you are right i think they they got a bit sick of him too from memory they they sort of chopped and changed a fair bit well, with that action he may have actually struggled to maybe add anything to it with that action do you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. that action maybe didn't lead itself to. So he took he took a hundred and he played forty five tests, mm-hmm. and I believe they recalled him like years after he'd been playing because mostly he played in the nineties, but they recalled him in like tw- in two thousand six. Um, but he took played forty five tests, took one hundred and thirty four wickets at thirty two, so not a, not a bad record. Like it's you know, yeah. but towards the end there he was. Not really producing exactly. So, again, a lot of his wickets and stuff were very early in his career. Yeah, and his career went on, wasn't quite getting the figures. Um, First class played 141 games, took 412 wickets. I mean, yeah, he was a good bowler, but you are right. Um, you know, it, it was a weird action though. Like I've never seen anyone with that. Um, I've seen some strange actions, and so and especially with spinners, some strange wind ups. But he genuinely had a bizarre action. Which I always could never understand. He didn't injure himself, you know, doing because it didn't look sort of physically very efficient, you know. No, but I mean, some people are double jointed, triple jointed. Exactly. You know, some people can contort themselves into fucking suitcases. So maybe sure. it was just that he had one of those things where it didn't actually cause him any. Sure. Were you in the same grade with him? No, 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 no. He was he was above me. Okay, cool. I was in the same grade with Devanuto actually. Um, yeah, I remember. Very well. Um, he had a brother who was also a good cricketer, older brother, I remember. Now, um, turning away from uh, the cricket section of the podcast and uh, my very tenuous links to the Australian batting coach. <laughs> very tenuous. So, well, but still there, Richard. Um, yeah, tenuous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm green with you. Yeah, I'm green. Yeah. Um, Paramount Plus has cancelled the previously confirmed second season of Star Trek Prodigy and plans to remove the animated series from its platform. IGN has confirmed. You're, you you showed a bit more faith in Star Trek than me, didn't you? Did you watch this Prodigy? Fuck no. Oh, you were watching um, the one with Pike. Is that his name? Yeah, I started, but I dropped it. I thought you loved it. At one point, you were loving it. You were... Yeah, it was, no, I was enjoying his character in Discovery. Was right. the only time I watched Discovery, and then I did start watching the show. I, it's not, it's not terrible, terrible, but I was just like, okay, I'm done. I don't really care anymore. Right. Okay. It's just, it was too much. Not too much. I just didn't care anymore. Like, yeah. it's it's not like watching the original. No. Where it's just, no. it's just so Can fun you? and enjoyable, and you, you know, you find the characters, you know, entertaining to the max. Like, it was just one of the things where I'm like, yeah, it's fine, but yeah. I don't, I don't care anymore. Again, that's why I said the difference with me is something can be fine, uh-huh. but it doesn't mean that I want to continue watching it. Like, it, it yeah. might not be bad. Yeah. It might just be a five or a six, but to me, I might just like, eh, don't feel like watching a five or a six. I'm, I'm yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, what's at a certain point, Rich, there's only so much time and only so much free time. So if you're not loving it, like, you know, uh, what's the point kind of thing? Yeah. So this answer. was animated, though, was it? The, yeah, it was a CG, CGI. So show, why was it pulled off everything? Because th- I believe there was a second season um, greenlit and then they've pulled back. A Paramount Plus having problems. 
I think so. Well, I think a lot of streaming places yeah, are having problems. Yeah, I mean, Disney's losing way. probably Paramount's losing. I mean, again, if inflation's going up, people have to cut things, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, you know, maybe I can't have all three or all four, you know, got to cut down to one or something like that, so. Right, okay. Um, Star Trek Prodigy I'm EP. pretty sure most people are keeping their Amazon, though, because people buy things on Amazon. Well, Amazon well, Prime, so. yeah, yeah. This is weird. Amazon's really smart. Yeah. That they bundle that kind of thing. That Into Prime, you have yeah. Your, your, your Prime, you, you get discounts on the website, so it encourages you to just keep the fucking thing. Totally, because... totally. And now Amazon know what they're doing. They're, they're not saying to you, pay an extra five bucks for video, because I wouldn't, you know. Mm. They're saying your Prime and your music, if you want to get Amazon Music, I never use it, but it's there. Um, I just bundled into your Prime and your Prime's free delivery. It, I don't even think about cancelling Prime. I'm just like, no, we've we've got Prime Video. It's just bundling with my Amazon Prime. I, I see no reason to want to cancel it. This is weird. Um, this is from June 23. The In the wake of the news that Paramount is reversing its renewal of the animated offshoot, uh, the executive producer says that all, oh, all season two episodes will be completed and the search for a new home is underway. So that he's saying as if they're going to be moving it to another um, channel, I guess. And they also cancelled the game, Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies. That is a series that did not need to happen, Rise of the Pink Ladies. Mm-hmm. And I love Grease, you know, and Queen of the Universe, whatever that was. But um, definitely I'd say Star Trek was the biggest one out of that lot. And I heard a lot of Star Trek fans actually sort of saying positive things about Prodigy. Were yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a, there was a fair bit of yeah there was a fair bit of of sort of hype of of product. I didn't I didn't recognize any of the aliens, so I didn't watch it. Okay, all right. Um, the Screen Actors Guild voted to strike if a contract was not agreed upon by June thirty, which is today. With actors doing promotions like SDC crossing the picket line, any Hollywood presence could be minimal, which I guess matches in with what's happened this week. Uh, comic book vendors and creators have been largely priced out of the convention with a 10-foot booth costing around $4,000. Um, yeah, but I mean, if no one's going, in terms of exhibitors, they may have to bring in more dealers and stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, good. Like, fuck. Like, you know, like, promotions like crossing the picket line. I guess people have still got movies to promote, though. You know, if the movie's made... You know, like all these movies that came out this month, like Indiana Jones, Flash, Transformers, whatever else, Spider-Verse. I mean, yeah, it makes you think maybe all those interviews are scripted and they're not allowed to do it since no one can write the script. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, they're all reading off a corporate script. That's true. Exactly. And there's a writer's strike. <laughs> That's funny, man. Uh, look, I don't mean to be that guy, but I want Ron Reynolds to be improvising on Deadpool 3. Like, I don't fucking care that much. You know, like, I support the writers, but seriously, I need Deadpool to be funny, you know? Cadet- it's, uh, yeah, it's very interesting to me. I never, I didn't actually ever know that they considered improv writing. Yeah, I, I, I think they're stretching it personally. You know what I mean? I think they're yeah, stretching it. I always it. just considered it improv, impro- imp- improvising a line. Exactly. I mean, doesn't your guy love doing that? Nathan Fillion, isn't he like a little Mr. Improv? Oh, lots of actors like to improv because they like to, ah, I'm in the zone. I'm feeling the character now. Let me try this. I'm like, okay, but I would never consider that writing. I would not, I wouldn't label that as writing. 
No, neither would I. If it supports my cause that Deadpool can improve, I agree with you, Richard. I have selfish, selfish reasons for agreeing with you, but I agree with you nonetheless. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have very specific reasons for agreeing with that point, but hey, it's politics, man. It's cut and thrust, isn't it? You know? That it is. Um, now, do you want to give us a real quick report on the Flash box office? What's going on, Rich? Doesn't look good. Oh, it's a, let's be honest, it's, <laughs> It's a it's a dead in the water. It's a floppity doo dah. Um, you know, I love it's, it. it's a it's a flash in the pan. Yeah. Um, the seventy three percent drop from week one. Wow. It, I think it's actually it's it's fighting with the Jennifer Lawrence's movie for the weekend number three <laughs> slot. Her crappy film, um, whatever the fuck that was, uh, which is super fucking sad. If you are struggling to you know, a big budget movie. Um, not saying Jennifer Lawrence's movie is bad, but it's a comedy. It's a fucking yeah. It's a comedy. It, it should not be in in the running for you know uh, the number three spot when you've got Elemental, Spider Verse, Transformers, yeah, Flash. Like she shouldn't even be in the com. You know that movie shouldn't even be in the conversation. No, definitely. Um, Elemental is looking like it's also going to be uh, a flop as well. What's Elemental? Uh, is that the Pixar one? Yeah, that's the Pixar one, which um, is not doing well. Uh, mm. Spider-Verse claims number one spot. That shows me that I don't think people are turning out for the Transformers movie. Well, let's have a look at... I think Transformers had a good opening week, and then mm. I think people are like, yep, I'm a, like done, like we're mm. over it, don't care. Um, because let's, let's have a remember, look at Remember, Spider-Verse is number one. Transformers came out and knocked it off the number one spot. Yeah. But now it's taken back the number one spot, which means... More people are going back to watch Spider Verse and not Transformers. Well, Spider Verse also had a good word of mouth. I don't know. I don't know how Transform- Transformers. I had doubt it. Transformers would have had a big word. We we have um, so so far it's taken three hundred and forty six million worldwide, uh, one twenty seven in the states, so that's nothing impressive, and two hundred eighteen uh, internationally for three forty six worldwide. It's been out for what roughly? Well, actually, it's been yeah. I don't know. Two it's, weeks. Yeah, like at least two two to three weeks. Um, we have a review, actually, um, which I'm going to read out by Mitchell. Um, yeah, let's have a look here. Aussie's on top. Well, be- before you read the review, I'll give you this other news. So apparently Flash will be pulled from 1,500 cinemas and will be coming to streaming after only one month of hitting the screens. What's that? What's coming off? The- what's, what's, what's The Flash movie. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. It's going to be pulled from 1,500 cinemas already, and apparently... It's only going to be at the cinemas for a month, and then it's going to be on streaming straight away. Oh, well, well, that's just a sign that the movie has just flopped, you know? That it's a bomb. It's a big bomb. Okay, Mitchell Hall. Can I just say something why... Mm. I'll give you something It's occurred to me that why I think it's a bit of a bomb, right? I feel like the first Flash movie cannot be Flashpoint. Yeah. Because there's no build-up. I don't care about this character. I don't care about his parents. I don't care about his dad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't... I don't care about him enough for all of this, like, you know, all of this shit to be going on that I'm like, this is your first movie. This should be a build-up. The build-up of your, say, your your trilogy or your, your three movies or whatever should have been this. You know, this big Flashpoint event sure. where you could... Because that's one of the reasons sure. why they had to use so much footage of, like, the Christopher Reeve Superman and the Nicolas Cage Superman. And, that was cool. And, and, and No, it's cool, but it's because they have nothing else. Mm. There's no... There's no, like, long-term... Fla- 
yeah, story that yeah. you can go back to 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 call upon because it's the first movie. It's a very thin, yeah, very thin um, back back. Like you know, I don't know what you want to call it. Like the world building has been very flimsy, you know. Yeah, because you got yeah you got nothing to pull on. The only member berries you can put in are from other movies from decades. Yeah, ago. yeah, stuff because that has nothing this, to do yeah. with it. Like George like, Reeves. <laughs> yeah, like if you got to like Avengers, like Endgame or or whatever, mm. man, the the flashbacks and the the homages and the payoffs and the you know the callbacks you can do, because that was like what the twelfth movie or some shit like that. Yeah. They tried to do that with a Flash movie where they've got nothing to pull from other than other movies. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah I, no wonder this movie's not doing well. It's too... Again, typical fucking DC, Marvel, uh, uh, Warner, trying to put the, the cart before the fucking horse, mm. trying to, you know, cross the finish line without even starting the fucking race. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no. I know what you mean, man. Well, fuck them, dude. Like, you know, I'm not going to defend them. Fuck them. I mean, I enjoyed bits of the movie and I enjoyed the the random fucking uh, cameos at the end that, as you say, are just, they're, they're, they're gratuitous. You know, they're, they're fun, but they're, they're gratuitous. Like, they don't really mean anything. And also, you couldn't get Nicolas Cage to do it live? Well, Like, you, know. you literally couldn't convince Nicolas Cage, who loves Superman, mm. to come in and dress up like Superman. For yeah. for the shots, you had to use CGI. Yeah, bad CGI. Really, the guy who named his son Kal El. What? 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 I don't understand why they couldn't. Like, did he say no? No, I don't even think they asked him. I don't. That's. I don't get that though. I just don't understand that. Like, or maybe they did, and he didn't want to be a part of it. And how bad does that have to be? When the well, it like, was enjoyable. The... It's enjoyable to watch that part. That part's cool. No, no, no. But, okay, this, what I'm trying to say, Dave, is... Mm. I'm not talking about the movie now. Mm. Like, how bad must the DC be that someone like Nicolas Cage says, mm. nah, you can use my likeness, but I don't want to actually... Yeah. I don't want to come and do any filming for this movie. Like, just fucking whatever. Use my yeah, likeness. Yeah, and, and he is Mr. Comic Books kind of thing. You know? He's Mr. Superman, man. Like, seriously. As I said, he named his son kal I'm actually, like, you know, knowing how Nicolas Cage, some of the roles he's taken... Wouldn't say yes. It's not like he's had that high quality threshold. That's my point. They either were stupid enough to not ask him, Mm. right? Or he was just like, nah, man, I'll do anything, but I ain't doing a DC movie. (laughs) Like, I'm not doing a a Warner Brothers. It'd be interesting to get someone to ask Nick Cage, because I know the guy who played Jay Garrick, they didn't ask him. That was computer, completely. Like, he was just like, well, I, you know, people were going after him saying how he was Well, that's what I said. Like, they may have just used Nick because he signed up for that movie once and they had, you know, I don't know, yeah. photos or footage of him. Maybe they were like, well, we own that likeness because you, you know, I don't know, you were hired for that movie at one point. I don't know. But, yeah, what a wasted opportunity to not have Nicolas Cage come in and fucking, like, actually see it. Even if you've got to use a bit of de-aging on him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like... Exactly, like use a bit of DA journal. It's not like what, like he, it did look weird. Like when I say it was fun, it, it did look weird. That's it, certainly. And also, weird. I just want to say another thing a lot of Superman in a Flash movie <laughs> and Batman, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> well, I mean, Batman is actually in it, you know, like Ben mm. Affleck's actually in the movie mm. and he's actually with Michael Keaton. But the fact that you have all these Superman cameos and you're like, this is a Flash movie, right? <laughs> well. And as well, they didn't even have John Wesley Ship, which I would have thought. I mean, he mm. was the Flash back in the eighty nine ninety show. Like, it oh, seemed God. weird. 
What a fuck, man. You could have really, I mean, you could have had even Michael Rosenbaum. I know he's only done the voice of Flash. Mm. But if you could have had a version of him, you know, if you could have had uh, the, the the John Wesley ship version, do you know what I mean? Then uh, then you could even have the, the the CW one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you could have. You could it's have weird they didn't do there. those ones when they if they're pulling in fucking well, George Reeves. Well, they used Ezra Miller in the CW show. Remember, Ezra Miller showed up in the yeah, CW show as his Flash. So and that was fucking ridiculous. But anyway. Um, yeah, uh, look, God, who knows, man? Like, they, they were confused. I think they were excited. Look, it, it, honestly, in terms of fun, that's one of the most fun parts of the movie because it's kind of like this... But it's fun for you because you know those movies. You've seen yeah. the shows. Or but my point is it's not it's not conducive to... It also, movie. can I say this, it, like, although it was really... I mean, I love Christopher Reeve. And when I saw mm. Christopher Reeve and Helen Slater... But it felt very insubstantial and ghostly, if you know what I mean. Like it didn't really feel like it, like that Superman was really there. It felt like the ghost of Christopher Reeve flew in for a little brief scene and wafted away again. Like it didn't feel, you know, it didn't feel convincing. In a, I know that's a weird statement, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it felt very sort of. Just tacked on is is the only word I can describe. Like the the reaction was like, oh, that's nice seeing Christopher Reeve and Helen Slater together. That is nice, but it didn't. You didn't really feel as if he was part of the movie, in a sense. Am I making Am I making sense? Yeah. Like like and like George Reeves definitely not. Like I mean, he's standing over typewriters or something. It, like it's just like okay, you know. Uh, I can't even describe it. Like it's just That's like, like said, a lot of odd things to be in a flash movie. And, and again, it's because you don't have anything. Yeah, of your own. You, you don't have a world to pull things from. Like yeah. you are just throwing shit in there because you're like, we gotta hit those nostalgia. We gotta give them something. We're doing a multiverse movie straight off the bat. Gotta give them something. Yeah, exactly, man. Like, you know, um, yeah, like exactly, dude. Like at the end of the day. I reckon when you watch it, you'll be like me. Like, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, it's definitely not the worst movie ever, but it's it's not anything that is going to well, be Well, as I said, from history. everything I've seen, and by the way, we were going to go see it until I found out that it's literally going to be coming to streaming in like... Yeah, you can wait. You I'm did, like, you I, can I wait. I will wait. I'm not yeah. gonna, I might as well just wait. But from everything I've heard, it's for me, I, maximum, it's probably going to be a five or a six. Yeah, that's fine. Like, really, honestly. Um, what's Elemental? Is is that Pixar? That's yeah, that's the Pixar one with the flame, the 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 fire chick that you know loves the or, or has, yeah. She a spit off from something water, else. The water boy. It's a very like you know yeah. our, our elements don't mix. You know we hate the water. We hate oh the water. like it's Romeo and Juliet, so, but now they're water and fire. Yeah, you know, like literally doing. Do they have cousins that hate? Do, do they have families that are bickering? The fire and water family. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Again, it's fires, waters, wind. It's fucking, oh, you know, God. dirt. All the it's like all the elements. Basically, Where, where's like, the Jesus, fucking? Can you be even more on the nose? Where's the bullet? Fried? Where's the gun? I'm going to put it in my mouth and just finish myself <laughs> off because I just don't need that shit in my life. Someone, yeah. can you just imagine the pitch? Okay, we got fire and water. They don't mix. But what if they do? <laughs> wow. What if fire and water fell in love? Well, one of them would be snuffed out. <laughs> yeah, fire and water. They're going to fall in love this time. Love. Like, I don't mean to say, like, I know it's a kid show, like, at the end yeah. of the day and, and whatever. But how the how the fuck do you fuck? If one uh, of you is fire, literal fire, and one of you is literal water, 
it literally cannot work. Yeah. Like, well, it's just a crappy. It's scientifically impossible. It's just a crappy fucking thing, man. Like, but that's what I'm saying. It's so on the fucking nose <laughs> of like, oh, we're different elements. We're from different worlds. Like, yeah. Jesus, that's on the Stay nose. in your fucking lane, fire. That's what I'd be saying. You know, stay in your lane, water. Um, it's gonna suck, dude. Like, let's face it. Let's be brutally honest. That se- that movie sounds like it's gonna suck harder than the Flash. Well, you know? yeah. As I said, it's it's funny because it look it does feel like Pixar has lost its mojo. Um, Certainly, it's weird. Yeah. It's kind of lost its mojo ever since they fired um, John Lasseter for hugging too much. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> well, John Lasseter is the guy that was running Pixar when they were uh, making all the great movies. Okay, right when they had right. their golden. So every run. every great yeah. Pixar movie you can think of, up, you know, Toy Story, all that sure. sort of stuff. That's all were overseen by John Lasseter, right? That's okay. all he was running the company. Right. Then there were complaints from that he hugged too much. Oh, right? yeah. They, he, they made him uncomfortable. They felt it was, you know, he's always hugging, like hugging. So instead of I actually, like, I actually I yawned. I was just like, oh, God. Well, well I was going to say, well, instead of reprimanding the guy and say, listen, just fucking cut out the hugging, we're not that But was there business. a bit of a butt squeeze as well, a bit of a butt slap? That kind well, of stuff? again, all I know is that it was too much hugging. But they fired him. Too not not gave him a reprimand, not said so stop he, the hugging. So he, like, you're fired, bro. Maybe you're he was like hugging. He's like, let's hug it out, like all the hottest chicks possible in the office. Let's just hug it out. They're like, no, apparently uh, he was hugging like guys and everyone. Apparently yeah, really? he was just like a hugger. Again, a this hugger. is just what I'm hearing. I don't know what the true story is, but my point is, Seems like, odd. you know, they fired a really talented guy because they haven't really had that many hits since. They yeah, fired. they've certainly been on the deep. Like they had that long golden streak that went for like 15, 20 years, and certainly Which was all um, under John Lasseter. Yeah, certainly over the last, I'd say, four years, maybe they've really they've struck out more, much more often than normal. Like it's normal to have movies that don't do well, but I would say they've had a fair percentage that have not connected in recent times. You know, mm-hmm. they usually blame it on us all being racist and stuff. You know, like it's like, oh, you don't like the fucking latest shit we put out? That's because you're racist. Well, everyone's now bigoted against. Uh elements elements yeah <laughs> well yeah yeah exactly you know now it's like well are we still racist because we don't like fire and water because we think it sucks you know <laughs> like you know be you know you know when they blame in the audience like they try to shame you like you just don't like movies with a diverse cast and now it's like okay this was fire and water pretend pretend things you know like pretend like sort of i'm thinking of sprites you know what I mean? Like pretend little emoticons or whatever you want to call them, emojis. Like that's almost what it is. Uh, it just sounds like it's going to suck hard, you know? And uh, I'm not surprised it's tanking in the box office. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i out of touch. I don't know what the kid's like, but that one seems... i got to be honest, some of the Pixar movies I don't like. You know, I, I'm a, I love my Toy Stories, but I've never made it through up, you know? I've never made it through up, I'll be honest. Um, was that the one about the feelings? I never made it through it. Feelings? No, Up was the, the old man and the, yeah. the scout boy and the never, dog and all that. That never, was actually a fun movie. Never made it through, man, like, to be honest. It's the kind of thing that my brain just went into snooze mode as soon as it was on. There's one about feelings, like feelings are visualised or something. It's, it's Yeah, yeah, I know, I know the one you're talking about. It's it's the one that, like, everyone has the same red dude that's anger and the blue chick and... All then it's all in their brain. I'm trying to remember. I know another one you're talking. I think about. it was a hit. Whatever it was, I, I I just thought to myself that was. I remember thinking if that's the direction they're going in, this is going to fail. You know, overall, and I think it has ever since. I was proved right once again. 
if we had a Discord, people in the Discord would have heard my thoughts. You know, you know. How about this? Why? Because they, because they didn't hear it on the show now. No, no. But like, but like walking around. Because sometimes when I'm walking around, I'm thinking, man, I'm dropping gold in my head here. You know, someone should be recording this. And if I was like Marcus Aurelius, like the Roman Emperor, as I obviously, you know, should be, I'd have like oh. an offsider, and yeah. I'd be going, "Take some notes, pal. Let's let's get a stream of consciousness going." Inside out. Okay, never seen it. Never seen. That it. was that was the one with the uh, the, the thoughts, the interest the interest emotions. levels from Davy zero. You know what I mean? Interest levels for Transformers Riders of the Beast high. Interest levels thoughts for Inside Out zero. I'm not interested. Or when they're just like, oh, we're going to visualise feelings, boring. You know? <laughs> not a story, boring. Made up, shit, boring. I mean, am I close-minded, Rich? Probably. <laughs> Give me The Great Escape. Give me Magnificent Seven. Give me a fucking movie with a story. Well, what if Inside Out <laughs> is like Great Escape, but with emotions? <laughs> no, no, thank you. No, thank you. Is, <laughs> is, is Steve McQueen in it? <laughs> Maybe his feelings are. I I gotta be honest. Um, I've been going up and down on this. You remember I was saying some probably a year ago. I was saying how I wanted the Humphrey Bogart estate to sign off on like Humphrey Bogart sort of CGI and, and the movies. Yep. Doing and then him. last week you realised what a terrible idea that was, and you recanted. I'm flipping on my recant. Really? No, not you're not. You really, not, really are a politician, aren't you? Not not a hundred percent of a flip. I don't want it for music, but I could live with it if it was Bogart or Sinatra or something acting. Yeah, it's, it's, always, it's always nice to know where the line is. <laughs> of, they know, can't touch when the it's Beatles. When it's not. And I don't want them doing Sinatra doing songs, so don't try to put him in a musical, kids. But if they did it really well, I'd, I'd flip. You know? Yeah, but to be fair, a lot of Frank Sinatra, he didn't he sing in a lot of his movies. He did, he did. But he, I mean, uh, but can you really do a Frank Sinatra movie without him singing, Dave? You certainly can. Go watch Von Ryan's Express, my friend. Yeah, uh, but I mean, would you suddenly, watch it, I've watched it. I've watched it. Suddenly, great movie. Yeah. Uh, Manchurian Candidate, great movie. No singing, my friend. Yeah. From here to eternity, no singing. But it's better when he sings. There may be some singing from Hit Eternity. But um <laughs> but but it's not a musical. He's singing in a bar. Still he, singing, Dave. True. My pal Joey. What a great fucking it's a musical, but what a great fucking film. Anyway, got anyway, uh, fans, tune in next week when uh, Dave <laughs> flip flops again. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they'll do it, man? Like will I get to see because I'm starting to get selfish now. I'm starting not to give a shit about, like, the repercussions for society. I just want stuff for me. That's kind of where I am at the moment. Yeah, that's, um, you know, that's generally how you see things. Yeah, yeah, that's, I'm more at the mo- there at the moment than normal. So if I, you know, I sit down, you know, chilling out at home, oh, there's a new Frank Sinatra movie. Wow, I, I hadn't heard of this one. Oh, yeah, they whipped this one up through CGI. And I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. And then I start watching it, and I'm like, man, this is fucking great. And I, and I get to see, I get to do my documentary not documentary, like a biopic of that I've always talked about with the Rat Pack in the 60s and the 70s, that kind of stuff. And it's actually Frank Sinatra talking to Sammy, like it's literally them and their voices and everything. That is great to me. That would be gold. I'd be all over that. You know, Frank in the 70s, I miss Sammy. You know, singing, you know, singing in Vegas, sad. 
playing the empty tables, the the song, that kind of stuff. Like that's what I'm saying. I'm picturing biopics in my head, Rich, that are so fantastic. And like my thing about the Doors in the late sixties. Remember how how obsessed I was with the Doors and Jim Morrison. Remember that? Like, oh, well, just just think about it. with with AI and all that. If you want to do a biopic. You literally just do a biopack with something that looks exactly like them at that, whatever age. That's what I'm saying, and and that's why I flipped on and my previous scary, statement. I flipping on my statements, man. I'm flipped. I'm back on it. Mm. Dave, just remember when they work on their technology and they get it to the point where the government <laughs> can then use it to implicate you in a crime that you were never part of. Wow. Jeepers. Because you know it will be used for that. <laughs> a frame up. A frame up, man. Yeah, because the government's never, never done anything wrong, have they? Oh, they've done plenty wrong. Are you kidding? Well, maybe we're there now. I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I. I need to get a sarcasm button for you. I just, I'm just not sure what to think. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm literally at the crossroads. It's like when I go in to vote, and I go, it's a fifty-fifty. You know, you, you ever done that impulse vote where you just go in, you go, man, I've got no idea. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to do a live reaction. That's me, man. I, I, I'm a flipper, dude. I don't know if you notice this about me. I'm a flipper. I can flip. I can turn on a fucking dime. You know? Oh, I think you could, you could turn even quicker than that. <laughs> Tune in next week for what Dave thinks about AI. <laughs> but don't touch the fucking beat. Tune in next week where Dave welcomes our new AI overlord. <laughs> and, is, uh, and is prepared to snitch. You're groveling before them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some heavy news just came across the line, man. Alan Border, the famous Australian captain, has Parkinson's disease, which I wasn't aware of. I literally just read it. I don't know how long this news has been out. I just want to say my heart's and prayers go out to Alan Border and his family. I mean, one of the finest cricketers Australia's ever had. One of our greatest ever captains, for sure, and batsman. Um, captain Courageous. Um, yeah, wow, that's heavy news. Uh, he was diagnosed in 2016. I was just reading the article um, while we were recording, and I just, wow, it blew me away, and, um, gee, that's uh, a tough Wait, he one. was diagnosed in 2016? Yes. He only just announced it, like, oh. like today. Like, this, this article is from today. So, yeah, he was diagnosed in 2016, but he didn't tell anyone. He told Dean Jones and, and Booney. That was it, basically, who knew, you know? Um, yeah, wow, that's, that's a really, really tough one. Ah, yeah, um, you know, we're obviously thinking about him right now. Uh, okay, well, we've got to move on with the show. Everything, you know, following this, it's 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 hard to keep going. But I think AB would want us to, you know. Um, Kevin Costner is leaving Yellowstone for another Western epic. The actor will bet it all horizon. This is a weird thing. He's doing a very James Cameron-y thing. He's got some sort of Western that he's planning, like, four or five movies and going to release them three months apart. Like, it's a big, epic thing he's got going on. Um, his marriage is over, too, so that's another hurdle for him. Um, yeah, like, look, I mean, Kevin Costner, I don't know, he was on a winner with this Yellowstone, but he is a director as well, and he's directing all this, so it's a, it's like a multi-picture Western epic. I mean, I'm interested in it. I do like Kevin Costner. Well, I wouldn't call Yellowstone a Western. I mean... Isn't it? Well, it's, it's about, like, it's a modern it family about, like, I don't know if it's, like, cattle ranches and... Okay, but it's Western-themed, you know? Ah, I mean, I suppose as Western as you can get of just, like, doing horse shows and 
rodeos and that sort of shit. That's I mean, enough to be considered a Western genre. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, you said for another Western epic. I wouldn't call the Yellowstone a Western epic. Well, take that up with the person who. Well, it sounds like the. Well, they even they did a prequel for <laughs> Yellowstone, which is actually a western. The one that has Harrison Ford uh, look, and. Okay, let's stop arguing about whether it's western. I don't really care. I was stealing someone else's headline, by the way. I didn't write it, but my point is. Oh, Kevin, plagiarism. Yeah, who cares? Also, my response. But here's the here's the thing. Kevin Costner is doing a multi-picture, genuine western, so maybe that'll make him more happy. Yes. And are you going to go support this in cinemas? It's very James Cameron-esque. It's like a four-picture epic. I, yeah. Can I be honest with you? I actually really like Kevin Costner. I've enjoyed okay. almost all of his movies. Okay. All right. Well. Even the ones that people hate. I actually enjoy Waterworld. I enjoy... I enjoyed Waterworld. Most men. Yeah. Um you know what I mean? Uh, there's not been that many Kevin Costner movies that I haven't enjoyed. It's one of those like almost under the radar yeah, yeah. actors that like, you know, like maybe critics maybe turn their nose up could have at his movies and stuff. And, and the, but I kind of enjoy it. I, I just, I like, I mean, whatever you've got, Bull Duran, you've got um, uh, Field of Dreams, you've yeah. got, um, Oh, yeah. Uh, even one of my favorite Dancing ones. Wolves? He, uh, he did it. Uh, Tin Cup. I don't know if you've seen that. Right. Of course, that. I've seen. I've seen. I've seen all these movies, Ben. Yeah. 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 I really like him. So yes, I will. If he's doing a, a western, um, sure, I will definitely uh, check it out. I tell you a good one that doesn't get, and I, I, I don't actually know the name. You'll probably get it. It might be called A Perfect World. It's directed by Clint Eastwood. Um, it's it's like I'm pretty confident it's Kevin Costner. I, I watched I I like Kevin Costner. Dance with Wolves, man. That was one of the first movies of his yep. I saw. Um no, Kevin Costner's a good actor, man, for sure. Uh, like what yeah, was the one he uh, did with Perfect World nineteen ninety three, directed by directed by Clint Eastwood. It stars Kevin Costner as an escape conduit who takes a young boy hostage and attempts to escape on the road with a child. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that one. That's like an older one, yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I I mean I enjoyed it, like, you know. Um. Yeah, I, I I enjoy it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm down for this Kevin Costner thing. I don't know if I'll be supporting it in cinemas. Sorry, Kevin. Um, I may be wa- wa- waiting to watch them all on you know streaming, where I imagine they'll find a much bigger audience. You know, um, personally. Uh, oh now- shit! We forgot the bodyguard. Classic. Oh, oh yeah. Robin Hood. I love his Robin. I Hood. love Robin Hood, the Prince of Thieves. Man, it's one of my favorite fucking movies. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm happy to say yes. I like Kevin Costner, and I don't oh, mind yeah. watching. Oh, 100 percent, dude. No doubt on this fucking score, we are on the same fucking page on that one, Rich. Uh, Ultimate creator Richard Garriott, uh, who created the Ultima games, Ultima Online, all that stuff, issued a statement on the Explorers Club members lost in the Thailand sub disaster. What a fucking mess that submarine thing was, man. Wasn't that a fucking you know? People call it a tragedy. Well, I, I call it almost stupidity. I don't want to be that actually guy, but it's a submersible. Okay, well, whatever. Um, well, it, it is different, but it sounds from the sounds of it, there was never fucking sound to begin with. Like, yeah, uh, they cut so many corners and and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and apparently, there was some YouTuber or streamer or something that was actually supposed to be on that. Yeah, he actually got yeah. video footage of him, and yeah. he was just like, there were so many things going wrong that he was like, ah, oh, I'm going to bail out. Otherwise, he literally would be dead now too. Probably not a big loss. Um, but I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? Like, for, for someone to be like, I just feel like everything's going wrong. I'm going to get yeah, off. Yeah. And well, then yeah. to have that... that well, good luck to him for that. Good luck to him for that score. You know what I mean? Like, in, in fairness to him, 
Well, it, yeah. it's just a lesson of listen to your gut, man. Yeah. yeah well, these were, these were rich people doing rich people things, and they were way down there against all safety concerns, and they died. And I, I it's people. I, I saw someone online going, "It's just like the real Titanic," and I'm like, mm, you know, that's a long fucking bow. You know, they, they were trying to draw it like. Yeah, and look, I have no issues with what they were doing. I do. Right? I've I mean, got huge yeah, issues. I mean, no, dude, being able to go and, and look at the wreckage of the Titanic and all that sort of sure. stuff. I mean, that's that's, no, that's cool. That nothing, is cool. Nothing wrong with that. But it was what unsafe, I have man. With is obviously all the cost cutting and and bullshit and not making it safe. That's yeah, obviously an issue. But when people go, oh, what were they doing? Dude, it's the fucking Titanic. Yeah, like it's nothing wrong with wanting to go and fucking swim hey, around. I thought and see the Titanic. Um... that's cool. Uh, James Cameron was saying uh, he, he's apparently the biggest expert on the Titanic ever, which doesn't surprise me. He, well, he has given himself that moniker, so yeah. Well, I'm I'm kind of with him on this. Apparently, no one spent more money and time on it than him, is what he was saying. Uh, I I thought he'd been down there to the Titanic, but maybe not. I, I don't believe so. Okay. James Cameron really has got all the fucking answers these days, hasn't he? Have you noticed that with James Cameron? He's well, that's the, yeah, well, that's where that's where the joke from South Park came from, what? where um, the you know they, they were looking to raise the bar. Have you seen that episode? No. Like so, they were. You know how people say like, "Oh, the bar's so low." When yeah, it comes yeah. To, like people and humanity and all that sort of stuff. And anyway, the the, the bar was so low for the world. You know, people just <laughs> acting like absolute assholes. James Cameron had to come in to 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 get into his sort of little mini submarine submersible. You know, go down to there to to raise the bar up a little bit so that you know, and then you know, because he's he's such a heroic and he knows everything and yeah, that was the joke on on South Park is that he's it is you know, funny. He's, I he's mean, quite uh, quite knowledgeable. He is knowledgeable though. Like I remember with the with the Thai cave disaster that he was he had some ideas and stuff. They may have consulted him and some stuff. There was an oil thing that happened where he was he they they used some of his equipment. Um, was one of the big oil spills. And they used some of his equipment to get down there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the guy's got, like... I think the thing is, he's very special. From what I've gathered from a very far distance, he seems to have a very specialised knowledge base and the money, and he's not a, a government wasting it. He's he's quite sort of intense. He must, he, he's got to have some sort of engineering background. Mm, he must. Can we get him on the show? Can we get him on the show? You can certainly try. I tell you what, he's a fucking genius, as far as I'm concerned. James Cameron, like, he's going to go down remembered as one of history's great men. You know, like seriously. I mean, honestly, the guy's a he's a fucking genius. Like, we are we are in the presence of a genius. You know, on this planet. Um, yeah. Makes me want to watch Titanic again. Am I wrong for wanting to watch it again? It's made me think of Titanic and how much I enjoyed that movie. Uh, I want to watch Titanic again. I don't. The Abyss, man. Wow. Yeah, no, I've seen The Abyss multiple times. The, the only the look, I, I, James Cameron, love the guy. Hate the movie Titanic. I think it's really? the worst movie. Really? <laughs> wow. I hate it. Not, 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 um, not technically. I'm just saying I fucking hate the movie. I can't. I think it's. Like, you know how you say, up is boring, can't get through it? That's Titanic for me. <laughs> I haven't really tried very hard with up as well, can I just say? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to make it seem as if I really put a big effort into up. I'm, I'll, I'll watch Terminator, I'll watch Aliens, I'll watch uh, Abyss. Um, yeah. I, I like the Abyss. Fucking, uh, 
Titanic. I just I can't do Titanic, man. Sure. Oh well, you know your loss. It's Call a, me like one of your. It's a your great girls. fucking oh, film, Christ. man. Like. If you, you throw that one on with your girlfriend or something, you know, like put that on, you know. Oh, I don't, I don't care about the rich girl slumming it with the fucking homeless kid, you know. Oh, the um, urchin. I don't care. Sorry, I don't care. Oh, you don't care. It's based on a true story, Richard. Says who? That's a real person that she's playing. Do you realize that? Yeah, sounds like an embellished story to me. I think it'll happen all exactly as. Exactly as you. Yeah, I don't believe that. Um, Billy Zane's character. <laughs> you know, Bob Dylan's got a song about it, um, the sinking of the Titanic, and he references um, James Cameron's Titanic movie in the song. Um, and he, he covers the band, he covers the captain, he covers the brothel keeper, whose name is Davey, um, which I enjoyed. And all sorts of stuff's going on in that song. I love that, man. Dude, I love the Titanic stuff. I, You know, if I, I here's the problem. And this is where I'm sometimes... If I was worth, say, north of 50 million, I probably would have been on that fucking stupid submarine because I'm so fascinated. And I wouldn't yeah, that's have... Yeah, I, I You know, it's a historical thing. I mean, I don't blame people for one. I care if it's a, oh, it's a rich person. Okay, well, rich people develop this shit and then guess what? It becomes more affordable for us, you know, mm. over time. You mm. know, I mean, flying was a rich person thing, but now fucking any person can sardine themselves into a an airplane go traveling rich people you know help take i want to be like, one of them i want to be one of them in the gaddick community don't you know that haven't i mentioned that before um oh i think you're speaking that. of uh flying well, you know what i was thinking of just the other day you know what i'd love a movie on the red baron red baron from world war one man where's his biopic why haven't we got he, that he was he was on the wrong team unfortunately so you don't get one but he was an honorable one you know? It doesn't matter. He was still a one. I, I want to watch it, man. I want to watch this fucking thing. Up there in the skies, man, in the biplanes. Hell yeah. Well, make it, Dave. Make it. That's Maybe, maybe that's what Cameron, millions. Maybe that's what James Cameron uh, that's what, did. That's what put you on the map, buddy. Yeah, that was what James Cameron did. He's like, he's like I want a movie about a cyborg and killing machine. Uh, killing, oh, there's no movie like that. I, I might as well make it. <laughs> yeah? I mean... Yeah. Make it. I did it my way. I made it my way. I want a movie called yeah. True Lies. I'm gonna make it. Oh god, I forgot about True Lies. I like. That. I, I want a movie Wait. called Avatar. I'm gonna make it. That's just how he thinks, man. You know. Um, no, no, he was sitting there going, "You know, I really like this uh, Pocahontas story, <laughs> but you know what's missing? Blue aliens. Aliens, and a very expensive CGI. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Extremely expensive CGI. Um, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Now, Michael Kellersham, um, I'm actually going to read this. Thank you, Michael, by the way. He's put this news in about, it's his continuation of the decline and fall of the Western comic book industry. I mean, I, I get a feeling Michael's enjoying the decline and fall. Um, it's called Valiant's Last Stand. Valiant has announced his partnership with New York-based Alien Books, which will publish all Valiant titles going forward. Uh, never heard of Alien Books? According to the LinkedIn page, they publish a few horror comics and a staff of four people, which would be currently more employees than Valiant has. Uh, Valiant, who in 2019 declared they were proudly woke, were downsized in 2022 and left for the skeleton st crew of an estimated three employees. Um, what a 
What a fall from grace. It was as recently as 2017, the Valiant were publishing highly acclaimed titles like Matt Kent's Exo Man of War sto- series, which we should do on the show. I agree. Make a note of that, Richard. Um, and employed creators like Cullen Bunn, Dan Abnett, and Dwan Swinsky. Now in 2023, they published one comic a month, um, Shadow Man, which didn't even sell 5,000 copies. Uh, what's interesting is, now this is the curse of Hollywood. I believe Valiant were bought by a Chinese investment firm uh, a while ago and had a deal with Sony to produce a whole truckload of movies. They obviously did one bloodshot, which mustn't have done well, and that seems to have killed the deal. And I mean, literally, they're almost now not even a company. Um, it's kind of what happens when your Hollywood deal goes sour, really, is a lesson there for me. And you know what? The bloodshot movie could have done really well if they hadn't hired Vin. I still believe that. Without Vin Diesel? Yeah. I think it would have done far better without Vin Diesel. Totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, he's... He just... he. I know he has the continuation of the Fast and Furious stuff and that fan base, but they did not show up for Bloodshot. I mean, I when I saw of Bloodshot, I didn't think it was the worst movie of all time. I thought it was, you know... No, it wasn't terrible, but the whole time I was thinking, this, this needs someone else other than Vin Diesel. Now, don't get me wrong. Do another Riddick movie? I'll happily watch it. You know, I don't have an issue with uh, Vin mm. Diesel. I just don't think he's necessarily correct mm. for the role of Bloodshot. That's all. Yeah. Um, so, are Valiant still owned by the Chinese firm, or is the Chinese firm just basically, you know? Uh, if not, they probably are trying to sell them. I'd imagine. Well, yeah. I mean, but it sounds like they'd be getting pennies in the dollar at the moment. Like, it's such a shame though, because like, the, the, the they they sort of were a brief thing in the nineties, then they collapsed. You know, after a few years, they started with Jim Shooter, actually. Um, mm-hmm. And then it went downhill, you know, in, in by 94. They were sold to a claim and they were restructured and basically iced. But then fans brought them back. It was actually a really good story. Fans were the ones who brought them back and bought them yeah. and everything. And, and they fucked it up again. Yeah. Um, DMG Entertainment were the, were the ones who bought uh, Valiant after already owning 50% of the company and 57% of the company, and they had gotten rid of... Um, they'd gotten rid of the original owners or the, the owners, the, the fans who bought... They bought them out, basically, I think. Well, look, uh, I kind of wrote Valiant off the moment they hired that uh, Heather Antos. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as yeah. soon as I heard that, I was like, oh... Like, I'm not saying it's... Like, I'm not saying, wow, she's single-handedly, but my point is... If that's the decisions you're making, yeah, right. If you if you take someone who is antagonistic, mm. that's toxic towards fans, that you know what I mean. That mm. um, uh, what's her problem? I don't get it. Like she's just like an angry person, or um. So uh, it was years ago. I don't know if you remember this thing called the milkshake. I know I do. The milkshake crew or something. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, and. She, Ever since then, I don't think she's ever sort of let go of it, and mm. she's just on this crusade against the boogeyman. Because Comics Gate is now the boogeyman, right? Right. Anything someone doesn't like, it's Comics mm. Gate. Do you know what I mean? If someone doesn't like your book or the series that you're doing, it must be Comics Gate. You know what I mean? Mm. It's that it's the boogeyman that I can blame all of the negative stuff on, right? It must be so nice to have that. Book. Um, and she's just one of those people. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's never her fault. She's not in the wrong. 
if if everyone doesn't like what she's doing or the characters that you know she's editing whatever it's because they're bigots or sexist or you know she's one of those people and i'm like yeah. if that's the person you're hiring i can only imagine you've probably hired more people like that and i don't think if you you know what i mean yeah. i don't think you're gonna be doing well and yeah honestly after people like her were hired there it all kind of went um sort of downhill fast because oh. they were doing really well at one point man they were they were growing right oh. they started off with um exo again uh exo man of war they started off with uh harbinger and uh bloodshot they're basic oh. oh and sorry and arch and armstrong so that was like the four they started with and then it just kept growing from there do you know what i mean then they had then they brought eternal warrior back then they brought you know shadow man back again oh. you know like they just started bringing back all very successfully yeah all the stuff and they were yeah they were just going from strength to strength and oh. then just all fell apart but but is that I mean I don't really believe this woman's responsible for that. But do you think it it's the no, it's the financing like deal it. the financing deal as well? Oh yeah, that's a part of it. But my point is, if you can, you know, remember, like you, you can blame writers as much as you like, but a lot of the blame also falls on editors, mm. right? And what I'm saying is that if they hired someone like her, mm. they may have hired more people like her. So mm. writers like her, mm. other editors like her, and that with the stuff is not going to get you the best quality. It's and so yeah, it's going to go in decline. Yeah, it just feels like I don't know. Some people just don't seem to um to have it. Like she said, you know, one thing she did do I was researching while you were speaking. And then she created Gwenpool, who I love. <laughs> Apparently, there you go. Um, that's her one thing that I like. Other than that, I associate her with milkshake whatever and like not that i give a fuck about that but i just seem to remember that and and she goes around a lot of um what do you call them like uh companies she's one of those people who's bouncing from one to another idw uh valiant marvel yeah i mean she's just failing sideways yeah it's just (laughs) weird like yeah it's i would say she's failing up but she's definitely failing sideways yeah it's interesting isn't it and somehow she's got a name out there. Like, she's one of those rare editors who people seem to know who she is, you know, which I guess is a success in a, in a way, you know? Um, well, they're probably just... They're, they're probably confused name recognition with actual, like, talent. Because yeah. her name's recognisable, but not for good things. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. Uh, Lego has a Ghostwriter set, actually, too. There's a good Ghostwriter set. Check it out. Um, I am going to get those Playmates turtles, those big turtles too, Rich. No, man, do what makes you happy. I mean, it's going to keep me happy for a while. I've got a question for you, actually, and it was to do with, like, uh, existential questions. Is life meaningless? Uh, in some ways, my, you know, yeah, I, I answer yes, but you can go deeper. Can, one, can a person affect the world? They can. Is it more likely they won't? It's more likely they won't, I think. What do you think? It's a question like that. Is life meaningless, Richard? What do you think? Um, I mean, uh, it's a kind of a yes and no. Mm. It's like life is meaningless, yes, unless you give it meaning. Like, it's up to a person to fill their life with meaning. That's a good point. Like, to do things that fulfill them, that make them happy that you know make them want to wake up and you know keep going in the morning because i mean you could just be born and lie there 
Doesn't mean you know, life itself. <laughs> just lie down and just say, "I've had enough." That's, yeah, well, that's my point. Like you know, you you have life, but there's no meaning to it. Like sure. it's weird when people go, "Life is a meaning." I'm like, no, life, of course, life has no meaning. You, you have to, you've got to bring meaning into your life. That's a good like, point. That's a good answer, man. Why can't I think of answers like that? And, you know, I was just like, yeah, I mean, like it is meaningless, like in in a way, but you just can't focus on that. That that was my and, but answer. But that's the thing: you yeah. don't have to affect the world, Dave. Like the world yeah. doesn't have to remember you for your for your life to have meaning. As I long want as it had meaning to you. I want the world to remember me. That... I want the world to remember me more than I want my life to have meaning. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I look, I don't know, man. Like it's it's weird, isn't it? Like if someone suddenly dies, and they leave behind a legacy. They're still gone. <laughs> they've left behind a legacy like they've built a bridge or something you know a building painting something that someone can remember them by yeah okay well actually Dave I mean you you are again wrong and right thank you they they are they may be forgotten but mm. their bloodline isn't it's true there's a, there's a fascinating thing that someone said once that really sort of resonated with me and they said when, when you think that like uh, you're not worth anything, or like you know, mm. th- there's nothing special about you. Just remember mm. that your bloodline still exists. Like, go back hundreds, thousands, mm. millions of years. How many bloodlines have ended because of war, plague, famine, lots, whatever? Lots, right? <laughs> millions upon millions. <laughs> your bloodline, after thousands of years, sure. Still exists. I'm not. Yeah, I haven't got kids though, so mine's not continuing. Well, no, but your bloodline is also your sister and whatever. As long, my point is your bloodline, as in you know whatever the point is, and as it branches out, your bloodline is still alive. It's still kicking. It has survived wars, famine, uh, you know, yeah, all sorts of shit. Yeah, that's that's you know that's something to go shit. Yeah, you know. Their strength, like in me, or it's a good whatever point. You want to call it. Yeah, I, I mean, my, my my answer to those questions is always like, just don't focus on that stuff. Like, what's the point? I don't understand. No, uh, I don't. Yeah. I just find this sort of stuff fascinating. But it is fascinating to me that people just don't want to. You got tax ownership. They just want to give up. Like everyone yeah. just wants to be like, it's, it's too hard. I give up. I don't. You know. It's, it's no, not but my fault. but like, if you give up, it. someone's going to take your place. You know. No, always. In the yeah. fucking rat race that we live in, man. Hey. My favorite quote is from uh, Wayne Gretzky. Mm. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. It's true. It's a good point. Right? That has always stuck with me. That's a good point. You, know? yeah. you could shoot and, and, and miss, but you took your shot. Yeah. If you didn't take the shot, you definitely would have missed anyway. So. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. It's, it's silly things like that, but they resonate with me. Like It's made me why I, I'm willing to, I guess, do things, take chances. That's why, yeah. you know, I'm not afraid to, like, move. I've moved a lot most of my life. I've always mm. taken a new job. Mm. What if I just, Even if it's a job I've been working at for many years, if I feel like I need a change or I want to do something, I do it because you don't know where life is going to take you. Cut and run, life. man. Like, Whereas, man, I like my routine, man. I love my routine, you know? Yeah, you're very much a, Maybe you are a robot already. Maybe that's why you have these Matrix thoughts and all that. I like to stay in my little box, man. You know, uh, maybe maybe you're actually one of the agents and you don't realize it. Yeah, cool. That's my answer. To that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke like a true droid. 
<laughs> Bang my programming. Um, now, Michael Kellisham also had some big news about Hellboy. Uh, Graphic Audio announced they're going to produce three original audio stories set in the Hellboy universe. Um, that's interesting. Um, they've previously adapted uh, Brendan Sanderson's Mistborn series, Cullen Bunn's Harrow County, The Boys, and Michael Moorcock's Corum. I didn't know they did Corum. Wow, I love Corum. Or Corum, I have you pronounced it. All three audiobooks uh, are written by longtime Hellboy writer Christopher Golden, and it's Hellboy Plague of Wasps, uh, Lobster Johnson, who's a cool character in uh, Hellboy, the Proteus Club, and Hellboy and the BPRD, the Goddess of Manhattan. That's actually very interesting. Um, wow, yeah. Um, I'd broken some news. I thought I'd broken some news about um, Superman, but it's already been announced. Now, we do have a Transformers Rise of the Beast review, which I want to read out. It's from Mitchell. I think I was going to read it out before, but I got distracted by the terrible news about Alan Border, um, which is just shockingly bad. Um, oh, I want to say Alan Border, like, thoughts and prayers, man, because, like, he faced up for the Aussie team when we were in dire straits. You know, seriously, and if anyone can do anything to help Alan Border, now's the time. Um, trans- now, Transformers Rise of the Beast is a script that would have been on the reject pile from Beast Wars, a storyline that a five-year-old would find insulting. The only thing going for it is an impressive VFX reel, another movie where the MacGuffin is a glowy thing. Set in 1994, feel free to leave the video on the shelf and keep your nostalgia. Wow. Um, not a glowing review by Mitchell Hall, actually. It's quite a hot take of a review. What do you, what do you say, it's, it's, It sounded pretty fair and balanced. <laughs> Uh, what about this? This I found this kind of funny. DC Studios co-CEO James Gunn says superhero movies are becoming really lazy and they've gotten too generic. This is hilarious from a guy who I'm sure is going to put out a lot of fucking generic DC movies, you know? Um, am I just being cynical because I just feel like he's almost part of the problem himself? Um, Like, what's he doing that's so fucking different, you know? To what we've got. I mean, he did the Guardians. Guardians 2 was a fucking rip-off of Guardians 1. You know? Yeah, but to be fair, um, the, the all of the Marvel movies started feeling like the Guardians movies. Mm. So he definitely shaped the... Helped it. I mean, him and Whedon probably really gave Marvel its voice of like quippy mm. oddball you know everyone like even they, they even turned Thor that way do you know what I mean like yeah. you know and the only one they didn't really do it to that much was Captain America but I think that's so um, I think they were determined to do just but more smarter mm. um, sort of cerebral stuff and all that um, look I don't know I mean I've only Every James Gunn movie I've seen, it's very they're very similar. I mean, I feel like it's a bit of a one note. You know, yeah, one... that's what I'm saying. Like, this is a guy who's got a shtick. It will be interesting. But hopefully, yeah. that means he's going to maybe hire different people to obviously give each movie its own identity and its Flavor. own voice. Would which would be nice if if they could do that instead of making it feel samey um, samey. Same, you know. Like that's the thing. I don't mind like. I don't mind the quippy nature of, like, like let's say the Avengers, right? Because oh. you're getting all of them together, and is that's when you can have the quips and all that between them. But as I said, I'm, I was more than happy for 
Captain America to be the sort of spy thriller, espionage, you mm. know, a little bit darker. I was very happy for Thor to be a bit more like uh, Shakespearean, high fantasy type stuff and all that. Then you've got Robert Downey Jr. being like that, you know, that schwami yeah. sort of um, uh, egotistical hero almost, you know what I mean? Not not yeah. really an anti-hero, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, not yeah. Your, Bit of attitude. He's not yeah, bad. Guardians, man. Yeah, you know, Guardians could be yeah that oddball. Does it even really fit in with you know what I mean? Like I'm happy for everything because that's how the comics are. You know what I mean? Like when you read comics, your Batman comics don't feel like your Superman comics. You know what I mean? And your Green Lantern comics don't feel like your like the, you know every every character should have its own feel and voice, even if they do share a will. Sure. Because obviously their characters are different, their settings are different, all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like if you if you could do that in the movies, and then yes, maybe when you do adjust Avengers, yeah, you could make it a bit more, you know, fun and 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 a bit more lighthearted because you know it's characters that are sort of together and the you know egos clash and stuff and all that, and people are quipping, you know, you know, which happens in real life, you know, when you get a bunch of people together, sure, they don't always take it seriously. That would have been fine, but as I said, the problem with Marvel is they just decided to streamline the fucking process and just like, nope, it all has to have these beats and yeah. feel like this and have the same human and the same quips and you know, it's cookie cut, you know, carbon copy, carbon can like, you know, I always just joke. It's like it's um, you know, it's control V, control C, control V, control C. You know, it's yeah. like yeah, that's all they did with those movies, and that's a shame. It's a shame because it would have been nice for every for a lot of the movies to have their own voice. Yeah, I, look, it will be interesting to see. And hopefully what, they'll do that. Hopefully Gunn will do that. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what James Gunn does do. Uh, he's writing Superman, and I don't want Superman the quipster. You know. Well, that's why I'm hoping James Gunn maybe does more of the more of a Feige thing in a way. Like, just maybe you have the overall picture, and then you hire people that can help you do it. But you give them a bit of give them a bit more free reign that what a sort of Feige started to not do. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like Marvel started off with everyone getting a bit of, you know, free reign. And then he just sort of like yeah. pulled them all and was like, nope, it's all going to be like this. Well, they started making so much money that they just not, didn't want to kill the yeah. Golden Goose. They didn't, yeah, they didn't want to take a chance anymore. Yeah, I know. Totally. And I think they got a bit lost in the woods too with all their phases. It's just like they suddenly they're like, oh, fuck, you know. <laughs> now, once they did the Thanos... Like, full story, you know what I mean? Like, the full circle. Mm. I think they've really been like, uh, how do we start that one again, you know? And I think they've sort of struggled. Uh, conceptually, if not at the box office. Um, now, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse edited and revealed multiple versions of the films in theatres. Like, quite different scene breakdowns. Like, stuff where the AI is doing a selfie in one and she's doing something else in another one. Like, slightly different versions of the film. I don't quite understand the point of that, but... Apparently they're in cinemas and, and it's like spot the difference. Michelle was loving it. She's like, it's spot the difference. And I was just like, I don't have the mental energy or time to want to even play that game. You know? I don't disagree. I just like, I, I couldn't, like, to me, that's the ultimate in just Look, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for an alternate version, but I'm not, I'm yeah. not interested in, 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 you know, 52 different alternate versions. Like, no. And, I mean, these differences, although they are very noticeable, they're not anything fantastic, you know? Mm. It's like, in one she does a peace sign, another one she does a selfie. Okay. Like, yeah, I couldn't give a fuck. Who fucking cares? That's my fucking answer to that. Like, I'm just like, okay, both sound shit. <laughs> yeah, or both sound equally lame. 
you know, he's, like just, they both sound mediocre. Um, I love, but I love when he goes, oh, I was wondering if people are going to be noticed. Oh, what was I was supposed to go around to all the different fucking cinemas yeah. and watch them? To, yeah, I know. To, to see if there's any differences in the movies. What do you mean? I'm surprised no one's... Like, how many times did you think people would go fucking watch it at different cinemas? Yeah. Like, also in, in what, different parts of the world as well. Like, what kind of idiots spotted it as well? Like, what kind of fucking maniacs? Or was it leaked to them? You know? It's like in one... Oh, I'm, sure I'm sure it was a quote-unquote uh, leak, as in, you know, he probably said, hey, I did this in the movie. Yeah, I did this crazy as, shit. Like, as people found out, because no one's mentioning it yet. Yeah. And it's like in one thing she says hey, and another one she says oh. Like, f- who fucking cares is my answer. Like, it's not like something major... I feel, I, Maybe he's hoping people go, oh my God, you've you've uh, revolutionised fucking cinema. Yeah, James Cameron, take a step back. We've got this fucking clown, um, you know, here. Uh, moving on for that, uh, Stan Sakai has announced a new Yosagi Jimbo five-issue miniseries, Ice and Snow, which will be released in late September. He had moved his beloved bunny samurai to IDW back in 2019, but has since fled back to Dark Horse, thank God where he will have his own imprint, Dogu Publishing. Dogu will also publish a 120-page graphic novel, Ono Ronan, later this November. I absolutely love um, Yugisagi Ojimbo. Have you ever read it, Rich? Uh, off and on, like, not, not really. I love it. I have, I have seen it every now and again. Do you like it? I love it, man. It's just, I think it's fucking incredible, actually. I do, I do like it, but you know what I've always wanted to see? I'd love to see... Um, uh, a different artist um, have a crack at making them look a bit more um, uh, realistic. Okay. Like, I enjoy the cartoony version, right? Mm. But could you imagine, like, a version where the animals are a bit more like like animals, like mm. the real-life animals? I'd just love to see that. I would love to see an artist do these Has characters. Hasn't he done that? I don't think they have. I don't know. Maybe they have. I haven't. Remember I think others, like, I, maybe. I, I'm, I'm not an expert. Like, I mean, I love like you. So like story or arc or trade or whatever, where the, it's all, the whole thing is. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, there's lots of crossovers stuff. with the turtles. You knew that, didn't you? Yeah, but the turtles are also in that sort of cartoony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sort of style. As I said, I'd love to just see a bit more of a serious, realistic, you know, kind of okay. style of yeah. like where he actually looks like a, like a rabbit. You know what I mean? Like with a yeah. rabbit head and. Yeah. Uh, it'd just be interesting to see it. I'd love to be able to see it and just have it be dark and gritty. And I like what you're throwing down, evil. Rich. I like what you're throwing down, man. That's a greater fucking idea. That's a greater fucking idea. Um, <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I'm doing an accent. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I love the original too. Stan Sakai. I remember they announced that there was going to be a TV series for this. I wonder what's yeah. happening. Yeah, what's happening? Get, get Stan Sakai on the line, Rich. No, no, I remember that was in 2021, I think. I, so far, we've got... We need to get James Cameron on the line. We need to get Stan Sakai on the line. Um, and we need to do it now. Because neither of them are getting any younger. You know? Rich... Yeah, but you know what? I mean, this really deserves an animated show, movie. Well, he's in some Turtles episodes. No, but him, he needs his own, like... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that they have not done a... Until now, there's never done a, a show or anything like that. Here we go. There's a there's a, there's something here. Here we go. Well, Richard, what you're hoping for has happened. A CGI animated. No, I know that. I just said they announced that back in 2021 or something. No, but I it's, it, 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 dude, it's happened. That's what I'm trying to say. You let me get through the news. 
The series premiered on April 28, 2022. A second season was released in September 1, 2022. When did it, when did it come out? Netflix, man. Samurai Rabbit, The Usagi Chronicles. Okay, I don't have Netflix. Okay. But, you know, I was trying to get the news out. Rich was, you know, basically trying to sort of block the news. He's doing a fake news. Um, it's okay, see, I'm, I'm going to try and watch it. It's it's actually it looks fucking awful. Um, I'm looking at it. Um, it looks like Noddy. Um, it's a oh, real. I love Noddy. Oh, I love dude, Noddy. type into your computer, Samurai Rabbit, the Usagi Chronicles, and look at fucking Usagi Ojimbo. It looks fucking appalling compared to like, you know, the Usagi Ojimbo that I know, that I love, that I live for. I I mean if if it's Netflix I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. Dude. He's in some of the Turtles episodes. We may have to leave it at that, you know? They should do a lot more with the Turtles and Yasagi. A lot more. A hell of a lot more. They should be together all the time. I'm gonna say that right now. <laughs> Ooh shit. Yeah, that definitely looks That so looks awful, Netflix. doesn't it? That looks terrible. That, Did you... that 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 is Netflix ruining another property god he looks like a girl actually it looks weird doesn't it it looks so fucking bad i don't know what's going on i mean have they ever ever had a fringe like that where did that why did the fuck they give him a girly fringe like it makes him look like a completely different character it's so bizarre and Um, the ears aren't even right either the ears look fucking weird i don't know i don't know how oh my god what's he wearing he's not even wearing the fucking (laughs) i don't know what's going on man it looks like he's wearing a sports tracksuit or something well, you know. No, God, that's terrible. No, I don't want to watch it now anymore. Yeah, well, there you go. See, I, I've solved your problem for you. I'm a charger that charges through the night like an orange bolt of lightning, passing everything in sight. I'm the best pal the Duke boy has ever had. I'm thunder on the highway, looking bad, bad, bad. I'm a knight. Like the kind in shining armor With my polished body gleaming I'm a fighter and a charmer If trouble comes your way Just ask for me My friends all know me As a General Lee I'm the General Lee A pistol puppet Steel belted cavalry I'll never let you down When you're riding with me Buckle up and I'll show you What I mean Take a look back there Sirens blowing, red lights flashing everywhere We'll cross the field and we'll be running free They'll eat us with compliments of me The General Lee I'm a hero And that's how I'll make you feel When you're riding shotgun with me And the law is at your heels I'm glory bound But when the chase is done I'll take off through the mountains And have fun, fun, fun I've got style Tearing through the curves Let my flag wave proudly To the people that I serve I'm number one I will always be The pride of the South They call the General Lee I'm the General Lee, a pistol pumping steel belted cavalry. I'll never.
sirens blowing, red lights flashing everywhere. I'll jump that pond and we'll be running free. And they'll go swimming compliments of me. The General Lee. The General Lee. General Lee. It's Wheatley Comics, Rich. Um, so we had Incredible Hulk 1. This was my one from last week that I didn't read after I gave you the job of reading it. Did you actually read it this week? Yes, I did. 6.5 out of 10. Decent enough, but I couldn't live without the horror shit. I mean, they're really beating my head over over that it's a horror comic now. Like, like we, you know, it's like... Uh, well, who's that, who was the guy that was working on it that was kind of that basically turned it into horror one anyone? The Philip... Um, Dale Johnson, or whatever his name is. The guy yeah. who did Super Air. And, and then he wrote yeah, that the one who did, like, uh, who made Be- uh, Betty Red Harpy and, and yeah. all that. I mean, he pretty much turned it into a horror. Oh, you're talking about Al Ewing. Yeah, whatever his name is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, I feel like this is just a continuation of that. Well, I think the Immortal Hulk would have been better than this, man, because this was okay, but I don't know, dude. Like... What's wrong with the fucking Hulk these days, man? Like, is this the best they can do? You know? Is this it? Like, this shit with the green door and it's a Swamp Thing ripoff. And I'm like, this is the incredible fucking Hulk. Like, come on. You know, like, where's a fight? Can I just say, you know what I find so amazing to me? These comic companies seem to forget that not everything has to be canon. Mm. Like, you know, uh, you could say, hey... What if the Hulk was a horror character? Sure. What if we, what if we, if we treated it and, but you know what, let, it doesn't really fit in with maybe like the comics and the Hulk historically. Mm. So why don't we just do a, what if a, you know, alternate timeline, whatever, mm. you know, just call it, you know, the, um, the horrific Hulk, you know, something like that, or the mm. horrible Hulk, mm. it can be its own thing doesn't have to exist in the in the current timeline and we can have fun with it you know what i mean like and we can really dial into that horror aspect and you know god you could have so much fun with it but no everything's got to be fucking canon yeah i just yeah i just sort of have my look i don't hate it by any means but it's not terrible as i said last week but it's also like meh yeah it was a little. It was a little bit. Then Ultimate Invasion. I really quite enjoyed this. It had what's his name, the Maker, which is the evil Reed Richards, and who's apparently now from the Ultimate Universe. He always has been. Always has oh, been. So he's the he's the he's the Reed Richards from that universe. Yes, he's that. The he's the kid. he's the Ultimate Fantastic Four Reed Richards, um, who who turned totally evil. After Did he, he turn totally evil in the books, or is that just something that came afterwards? Uh, it, it happened in the Ultimate Universe uh, later in the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, it did happen in the Ultimate okay. Universe line. Yeah. I stopped reading. The, the Fantastic Four was the, first, the worst one I felt. Uh, it, it, I don't believe it happened in the Fantastic Four series. It happened later on in the Ultimate Universe storylines. Mm. Um, so it wasn't like in the original thing. Like Hickman and all that were writing it when it went turned evil. I actually read a lot of it. It was really good. Um, it was very enjoyable, actually, how nuts he went. 
you know, and he's just full on evil, man. Like you wouldn't believe. Like he's so fucking evil, dude. You know. Mm. Um, yeah, he's from the Ultimate Universe, and then he offered Miles Morales a spot, which was interesting. Miles Morales was like, "Yeah, no, I'm good." Yeah, well, you know, we've got we've got to have the we've got to have the, the Miles cameo. <laughs> I need to take a shot at Miles. I really enjoyed this issue. I gave it seven out of ten. I thought it was very entertaining. I I would be super happy with this event if it gets rid of Miles Morales back to the. I'll be more than happy. It's not going to man. Are you kidding? I know. You know, man can dream. <laughs> I had a dream. Um, yeah, <laughs> that Miles Morales would fuck off. Well, but but what did you think of the end? Because that end kind of got me. Where basically he stop he he kills the spider, so Spider Man doesn't turn into well, Peter Parker doesn't turn into Spider Man. Well, I'm assuming that he's going to make sure that no one else becomes a hero. Like I, I think he's going to prevent. Every character, you know, so he's probably going to stop Steve uh, Rogers from mm. getting the super serum. You're probably going to make sure that Tony dies or, or right. something from the shrapnel or something. Like, he's probably going to make it that in this world he will be, like, the ultimate, like, creator, ruler, maker, whatever. Well, also, he could, to challenge him. he could take that spider and maybe do shit with it, you know? Sure. Well, yeah. build his own stuff. But I'm saying, I think he's, it'd be interesting if he's going to go around and just stop every hero from being mm. you know what i mean mm. um created or something like that like well i, I thought it was interesting I, I i thought it was i gave it seven out of ten what are you giving it it's definitely it's definitely got potential um mm. it definitely i mean having hickman and and uh brian hitch brian hitch thank you on art certainly reminded me of i felt like i was reading an old uh book again mm. um from the Ultimate Universe, which was nice. It was a nice little sort of uh, yeah. nostalgia sort of trip and all that. Um, yeah, um, pretty good. Uh, nothing really negative to say other than seeing Miles' stupid face. And, uh, <laughs> um, you know, so I'm going to have to deduct a point for that maybe. Taking a shot at Miles Morales while you're at it, man. Um, but yeah, I think seven seven point five is is uh, is is fine. It's That's cool. a high score from you. Then okay, well, well, you know, and we'll we'll keep an eye on this because I I genuinely enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Um, it's definitely got potential. Yeah, yeah, it could go off the rails. Um, but I wonder what they're going to do because by the end, the the Ultimate Universe was a bit of a mess by the end. But it certainly had a good run for a good five years, I would say, you know, or even a few more than five. It did have a good solid run, um, before it sort of yeah. Got... But the, I think the problem that they had is that they didn't. I think the reason why Ultimate Spider-Man was more successful mm. overall is because they made it different, but they didn't stray that far. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like they still, it was still Peter Parker. It was still like the same villains. You know, it, it was a similar life, but just some differences, obviously, like Wayne and all, you know what I mean? Not mm. dying. Like, but the problem with the other Ultimate Lines is like they were hell bent on making it as different yeah, uh, as possible. Do you know what I mean? On like not retelling the same stories or something. And I'm like, no, you idiot. The whole point is to try something different, but a, a different take on those stories and those characters. Not necessarily we're going to make them completely you know, uh, different that you don't recognize the characters. Mm. 
or anything like that. That, I think, was the problem with the Ultimate. It started fine, but then they just deviated more and more. And again, the most successful one was the one that kind of mm. didn't deviate the, the most. Like, Ultimate Spider-Man probably deviated the less and was the most successful one. So. Yeah, and I mean, as well as that, the original Ultimates, those first two series were very strong as well. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Like it, it was. It had its fun moments. Like over. Like I read almost all of the Ultimate X Men. It was pretty entertaining stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that went really off the rails was Ultimate X Men later on when they tried to reboot it after they, after they killed everyone, and oh, that uh, was terrible. the Ultimate thing itself that went really conceptual. And really kind of nuts. Like, it was interesting. It was interesting. But it was very much like playing sort of like almost brain games, you know, with, with the comic line. And it verging, when I say verging on experimental, I do mean verging. But it was very sort of radical, sort of, I'm remembering radical concepts, you know, really far out stuff that doesn't appeal to a mass audience, a mass comic book audience. Like it was really geeky, niche sort of stuff. I found it reasonably entertaining, but it was more sort of as a curiosity than something that I would genuinely, like I don't really remember it other than to say it was very out there, you know? Mm. Um, And some of that was Hickman, by the way, too. Some of that was Hickman, like Hickman before he um, did Secret Wars, you know? Uh, sort of, yeah, so because Hickman can get very left to his own devices, can get very out there, you know. Go read East and West, you know, and try to understand that because I, I struggled, you know. <laughs> I mean, poor little Davey, I'm just trying to read a fucking comic here, you know. Because there's something I could live with, something I could live without, uh, the text pages that Hickman loves, including, you know. Yeah, look, I, I, Hickman's wordy, but I don't find him as, um, Asinine as like your Bendis's and oh, no. all that sort of stuff. So at least his stuff sounds smart. And mm. actually, like when you read it, you're like, fuck man, this guy's a lot smarter than me. Yeah. Um but sometimes you can also be like, yeah, but now I feel dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You've you alienated me a little bit now because now I'm like, man, you're so fucking smart, you're making me feel stupid reading this. Like <laughs> I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's an interesting experience. Um but anyway, we, we, we gave decent scores. You gave us 7.5, I gave us 7. Now, our trade of the week, Rich, uh, Commandy, um, what's the full title? It's the Commandy Elseworld story. Uh, World's End. Okay. At World's End or something like that. Now, it's uh, uh, like it's it's an Elseworlds set in post-apocalyptic. The second apocalypse has happened. Commandy is in a bunker. And he's a bunker boy. He comes out. He's basically lived his life ruled by mother, who's a sort of I don't know, for one of a better word, an AI computer program. And um, he comes out. It's your pretty standard Mad Maxi crazy fucking post-apocalyptic world. Some very nineties artwork, which I enjoyed. Um, A rather generic. Well, the reason I picked it, I've never actually read this before, but uh, I was looking at it, and it looked very like. Lobo slash 2000 AD yeah. kind of like art. And I was like, okay, that could be interesting. Let's check it out. You know, it could be a bit more of an adult mm. sort of mm. uh, take on, on Commandy, which, you know, has always been It was fun, a little bit 2000 AD. 
It was a little bit 2018. Uh, look, I actually, I, I read it on the train today going in and out of the city, and I had a good time with it. Is Commande always so boring, like as a character? Is he just a, a blank slate kind of character? Like, um, kind of. I mean, yeah. in in the original sort of commandy stuff, and it, it's more just like um, getting himself into like situations, you know. With but he is a very like generic, like goody two shoes character in. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. Stuff. That that's. I mean, I've not read any of him, but what I've seen of him. But I, you know, I dug it. In fact, in this one, this, this one comes across a little bit more selfish and yeah, yeah. self-centered for, for... Well, he's a bit older, isn't of... he? Isn't he a bit older than normal? Well, in this one, he's definitely like probably 20, yeah. like 18. It's so hilarious that he has sex with like the AI, uh, yeah, I know. Carol it's thing. Like, Show me your boobies. Yeah. <laughs> like, and... Like, it, it's a generic road trip sort of style story. It probably could have been three issues instead of six. Mm-hmm. But some really interesting artwork. I especially love the helicopters that they had flying around. I thought they looked cool. Um, mm-hmm. I think there was some sort of uh, neat concepts in this. Like, it was fun. I, I said to Michelle as we were driving, this is something I never would have picked, ever. But... Um, basically, you know, just by going into somewhere that I never picked before, I really enjoyed it. It was just something completely different. Yeah, I mean, it's actually very, very different. Uh, like, I mean, other than the name Commandy, yeah, and and you know him being blonde and and coming from like a bunker, it's it's literally got nothing in common with, mm. because in the Jack Kirby stuff, uh, it's uh, he's the last human he's the last you know boy on earth that's the whole yeah. thing and and it's you know the you got the gorilla art, you know, kingdom and tiger and all that sort of stuff um which that's got none of this this is very like very um normal post-apocalypse yeah you know yeah. mutants all that sort of stuff like robots i was wondering um, if some of the stuff that the the cover for the first one has him with these big massive fucking guns as he's coming out of the hole in the ground mm. and I was like, it wasn't as action-packed as I thought from, like, the first cover, you know, with all those... I thought he was going to be more of, like, a badass, like, you know, uh, Slayer-type character, but he was, mm. he's very, like, um, newborn baby in the world. Yeah, he's, think, he's like, the, the least experienced. There is a fair bit of gunplay, and there's definitely some, you know, uh, guys... But I think a little bit more violence, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it does have people getting, like, their heads blown, but it's very, like, tame, yeah. like... Yeah, do you know what I mean? Uh, but it's still cool. I mean, the art is the art is really great in this. It's as I said, it's very Lobo slash mm. 2080 sort of Judge Dreddy. Oh yeah, um, type thing. And you could even tell by like you know the, their shoes, like their feet and all that. That bigish mm. feet. Yeah. So the I like bl- the, the, the you know, sort of blockish kind of, boots and stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big massive <laughs> boots with the treads and all that. So mm. I really like the art style in this. Um, and I like that they work Superman into it. Um, so basically, he's been told by his mother, quote unquote, uh, the AI, that he he needs to go kill this bad man who is responsible for the second. Of, this is the second apocalypse, apparently. Yeah, which is he's funny. He's responsible for the second apocalypse, and uh, turns out that the person he's supposed to kill is Superman, um, who's like this still really buff, but uh, reminded me of much um, older. What? 
uh, much older than he was. It reminded me of the Maestro almost. That's it. That's what that's what I was trying to I was trying to remember the fuck the big white beard and white hair and all that. Yeah, very much like the the Maestro, but kind of depowered because of the the pollution and the radiation in the air. He's actually not getting natural sunlight. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which I thought was cool and all that. And then you've got these robots that are sort of hunting mother and all that sort of stuff uh, because uh, again twist she's responsible for the the apocalypse and we could kind of see that coming she she was sounding really evil and cruel and even like the girl yeah i don't think they were hiding it really um it was more like you're just waiting for the penny to drop for him and um uh and then obviously when it revealed i mean once you reveal that superman is the bad guy you're like okay no like, I doubt Superman fucking... Unless you're fight. doing a full, like, Superman's evil in this reality, which wasn't the case, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I... Uh, I, I, I love yeah, those yeah. robots. I love the, the, those fucking... The, the, the guys in the red, the... Mm. Um, what was the... What it was the, boxer, the guy... Yeah. Boxer Ben or something? Yeah, the Boxer robot Ben. Was, so I was like, I really, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed this. I mean, I would have still liked to have seen, like, the animal people. Mm. Um... Uh, oh my god, the the, the 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 black guy, what was his name? Uh, Sleeper? Yeah. Man, he gets his legs blown off. <laughs> and I, and I thought he died, and then he comes back at the end. No, the robots gave him robot legs. Yeah. He, he, he got to come back. But uh, no, uh, again, I didn't hate it. I, I was a bit disappointed that there wasn't any animal people, but I mean, I guess oh. they were trying to do something a bit different and, uh, and tell a different story. It is an Elseworld, so, you know... Um, I guess they wanted to go, hey, let's do Commander, but as a more regular post-apocalypse if we're evolving Superman kind of thing and all that. Um, yeah, um, enjoyable. Not, you know, not like, oh, my God, fucking really, you know, better than original Commander or whatever, but just really enjoyable for a, an Elseworlds um, story with some really great art. Like, thank you know, thank God it had really cool art that really yeah. made it feel like this grimy, oh, totally. you know, post-apocalyptic world and all that the, so the art I really did, yeah, I enjoyed it. yeah man the artwork for me was really kind of fun you know like really fun and i honestly felt like i was reading something that i would never have read from kalandi from dc i also wasn't aware it was going to be an elseworlds i thought it was going to be either jack kirby or riffing off the jack kirby you know continuing it um i love that post-apocalyptic stuff you know i love that stuff don't you rich and uh, like for me, it was it, it, one of those situations where if it wasn't for the show, never would have read it. Now that I've read it, although I do think it probably could have been three issues, mm. six enjoyable issues. I read it on the train coming in and out today, had a good time. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was well written. I thought it had a lot of good concepts. Um, a lot of these things can become quite crowded, and this was quite crowded, but the artwork helped as well. I mean... I'd give it a seven and a half out of ten. You know, I, I I genuinely had a good time reading it. You know, like it was, and it felt it felt a bit different to something that I normally would read as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a definite seven out of ten. As I said, it's not gonna it's not gonna rock your world, but I mean, it's a it's it's a, just a fun. Almost don't even look at it like Commandy. Mm. Just look at it as some a DC Elseworlds about you know a Superman who's at the you know he's at the end there. Mm. Um, in the apocalypse and he's been hunted by a kid i so here's the thing i get what you're saying where you're like oh it could have been done with three issues i actually feel like it could have been done with more issues only because yeah. 
the things that happen in between could have been fleshed out more. Yeah. Like yeah. they could have had like, cause they're kind of like, it's like there's a bit of an adventure going on, you know, because they are trekking across America to find the bad man and they get themselves into a little bit of trouble, but mm. because it's only six issues, it's resolved so quickly, you know, like that, that big battle with the fucking, uh, 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 trucks and all that. You remember mm. that with the, the, the gang with like the, the, there's all trucks and one comes from like the night zone or oh whatever. yeah yeah but, that, but that's resolved in like less than an issue and i thought to myself oh you know what if this had maybe been like say the 12 issues where you could have actually spent a bit more time on the adventure mm. to get to the superman the reveal it would be better so i agree with you this either needed more to flesh out the adventure and and the the romp or less to mm. just get to to get to the point because i do feel like it was very it was rushed, but also spread too thin at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make um, sense. It does make sense. I, I know exactly what you mean. But look, yeah, I, I honestly think you owe it to yourself to check it out if, you know, basically this is your first time, you know, reading a Commandy, uh, like as in Elseworlds. Elseworlds to me were always fun. I was one of those people who always found an Elseworlds fun the, the, in the 90s. Yeah. I, I always thought that they were... It was the best way to do it. Like it was, some of them were really cool, and they often did them as um, I remember annuals sometimes. You know, mm. and well, you know, I I like DC's Elseworlds more than I mean I enjoyed Marvel's What Ifs, but I oh. preferred the Elseworlds just because the Elseworlds were not one issues. Yeah, they were either two oversized issues or they were six issues or four issues. So you got more of a story. But what's also cool is that they were just random ideas. Mm. They didn't have to be based on an original story. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? That's like, a good oh, point. What if, yeah. You know, what if Apocalypse killed the X-Men or what if, and mm. it always start at a particular story, which is cool. Yeah. Don't it? Like, I'm not saying you can't do that, but just something I liked about the Elseworlds, it was just more of a like, what if we had this cool story? Like, you know, mm. what, what, yeah, what, you know, uh, there's another one I've got where basically like, it's Superman and he thinks he's the last person on earth and all that sort of stuff. Like mm. he's kind of like depowered and it's like mm. the earth has almost become a jungle again. And he's almost like a Tarzan character. Mm. You know what I mean? Just random shit like that where mm. you can just have fun with it. What was the one we, did we read it where like, um, all the, all the men die. Right. I'm not um, sure I've read that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's an Elseworlds one where basically all the men die. Mm. Um, and then there's these boys that, like these young boy kids, that are sort of growing up, and Lex Luthor's involved and, wow. and stuff and all that, and and it's just very interesting. But again, it's not based on any stories. That's why I like the Elseworlds, and it was like a longer story format, telling than one issue. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, look, I mean, I think yeah, check it out, gang. Okay? Uh, Rich and I have given it good scores. And now I do want to say, Michael Kelsham, and a small apology, we didn't realize that you meant. A specific Commandy story. I think he wants us to do Jack Kirby. Um, but we picked this one and we had fun with it. You know, what was it called again, Rich? What was this one called? Uh, At Earth's End. At Earth's End. Uh, look, we had fun with it. Uh, we will do some more Commandy later this year and we will do the Jack Kirby that you're talking about, Michael. So don't worry, I haven't forgotten you. And I do want to say thank you to everyone who, who you know, even if you don't get your name read out on the show... Um, seriously, I enjoy all the people who correspond with me, and I love it when people provide news. 
And if you join the Patreon, you can actually, you know, include news. And I do review the news because I have to have some sort of a limit. But uh, seriously, people provide news items and I read them out and we love going into them. And, and it, you know, it helps the show. It, it, it cuts the workload down on me and Rich. And, you know, we always try to credit, um, if you know, you know, these people and stuff like that. So, look, yeah, join the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Um for a little as a dollar per month. You can get in there. Um, there's, you know, look, I'm not super fucking fussy with all the different levels. I think anyone who contributes five dollars, you know, please, you, I'll give you access to the to the news feed, and we you, you can add stuff in and and all that. Um, and we've got more cinema of doom coming, and you know, I'm I'm yeah. keen to build the Discord, actually, Rich, and the um, you know, and 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 get people in the Discord on the Patreon and get them supporting the show, and I want people to feel more part of it. Because uh, you know it's not just me and Rich talking. Uh, there's a universe out there listening, man. You know what I mean? Wow, a universe, Rich. Yeah, Dave, your aliens are listening. <laughs> I know they are, man. They're probably onto me at this point. They're trying to. That's why I had to move, man. You know, I got too fucking close well, to the truth, man. That was it. Yeah. Well, here you go, Dave. I got a. I got a little theory for you. Good. If the aliens were real and the government was hiding them from us, mm. and the aliens could hear your transmissions and all that. Why they're not reaching out to you, Dave? Well, you're well, a sympathizer. Why they? Why they're not trying to get hold of you? Why they're not trying to send you a message, Dave? Maybe they are sending me messages, man. That's what I'm talking about in the GTA game, dude. We tried to break into the installation. Mm, why they're being so? Why are they should be more direct if they want you to know that they exist, Dave? I don't know why, why they're so tricky. Why that you won't know and see the message? Come on. Come I'm not. On, I'm not. I'm not sure why they're so fucking tricky. I will admit that. <laughs> Very tricky, these aliens. Um, look, we're problem as the collective. We've got uh, shows on there like Ghost Spider Groupies. We've got Capes and Lunatics. Uh, again, R.I.P. Charlie S., uh, one of the greats. Uh, we're pull one out for him. Uh, we're thinking of you, Charlie. We're thinking of your family in this tough time. Um, 100% of the time. We also want to say, uh, again, massively thinking of A.B. Border. Um, you know, Captain Grumpy, Captain Courageous. Uh, he's got Parkinson's and, you know, the nation feeling for him right now uh you know we've obviously got in you know into the night uh ray's midnight um show i was trying to describe what it is it's a show uh of <laughs> <laughs> krypton and other stuff rich anything you'd like to say to the audience man no man uh, just just the usual man yeah keep listening and honestly not just news i mean mm. if you've got any mm. any questions sure. uh, as you see, we like to ponder the, the is meaning life of life. Is and, life meaningless? Existence, you know. Um, Did you say it was? Meaningful. You said people bring meaning to their own life, didn't you? Is that what you said? Well, I said life itself is meaning. You have to is meaningless. You have to bring meaning. Do you sometimes think life. like we had ancient Rome, and that's over? And really, what is the point? That's not. That's sometimes. <laughs> no, no, Dave, I don't. I don't think that. But mind you, I can't lie down. You know, you're like saying people could just lie down. I can't lie down. I get a bad back. I've got a, you know, oh, I can't. I seriously can't. I have to get up. I have to stretch my back. I have to do my stretches, all that stuff. And once you're up and stretching, well, you can't go back down. You've got to start your day, you know? No, I'm sure you could go back down. You, you could, want. but like, it's so boring. Like, you know, I, you, I'm going to wind up with that fucking ball against the wall again, practicing my reflexes. That's what's going to happen. Like, I like everyone's like, oh, you know, like they're pondering the being alive. Dave's like, I was throwing a ball against the wall. 
<laughs> for two, two hours a day. I give your life meaning. Yeah, help my reflexes. I also want to say Aussie's on top in the Ashes at the moment. There's going to be more reports on that. I think we're going to go 2 0, Rich. We're going to show these fucking English what it means, you know? They're going to. Good. I, I actually well, said to my dad last well, Ashes. Well, hold you to that. I said to my dad last Ashes when we won 4 0, I said, I think we're going to hold them for 30 or 40 years. And he said, Big, big call, Dave. I said, Yeah, that's what I'm feeling. You know? I said, It'd be nice to hold them for a good 30 or 40 years. You know? Well, good luck with that. I, just, I hope it happens. I'd love it if it happens. Oh, I'm sure you would. I don't think anyone doubts that you'd love it. <laughs> and I am available for next game. I'm serious, too. I'm yeah, deadly yeah. Just don't serious. let him lie too long, guys. You know, the back gets sore and the, the hips start playing up. And, you know, don't, don't leave him out in the field for too long. <laughs> That's right. The hips, the knee, the, the, yeah, the calves, everything. But, yeah, I need a lot of treatment. I, I'd bowl like three overs. <laughs> Dave's like done. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, Courtney Walsh used to bowl thirty overs a day. Dave's bowled three, and he's just almost dead. <laughs> three slots. Well, I mean, I mean, a game of tennis is, I mm. think, your limit, bro. I mean, I don't mm. think you can be out there for the whole day. No, probably not. Probably not. Um, can you get guys just to come on and feel for you, and you just mm. coming on to do your bowling if and you then need you're some off? sort of medical attention? Yes, but I don't think that's going to cut it, Dave. <laughs> I think you can keep going off every hour. <laughs> But I can't stand up for more than an hour. You know that with my back. That's the problem. Don't play cricket, I'm just saying, like, you know. I'm just, I just want You're making all this claiming, like, I definitely could do it. I just want to... You can't even stand for an hour before you Well, I just want to make it very clear, if they're that desperate, that they're really like, who the hell can we pick? Someone who can bat slow, bat time. That's me. You know, bat time. You can't. Stand out there for an hour, Dave. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? How long are you going to bat for? The whole day? <laughs> Maybe. Three hours? Four hours? Jeez, I'd love to. Jesus Christ, I'd, I'd love to. You would get fucking five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, it's almost making me want to head back down the nets and get some time in at the nets, you know? I, you know what? I fucking dare you, man. Do it. I dare yeah. you to do it. Yeah, I'd love to, but... Sadly, I think my ship has sailed and I'll focus on my tennis. Uh, I've got tennis tomorrow morning. But, I mean, Good call, Dave. I, remember, Good call. I remember there was um, my cousins were actually, well, my cousin was actually very good at cricket and um, we were playing one time and I was scored a few runs, like for once, and um, I got real high on my own supply and, and my, mo- <laughs> my mother had to sell my cousin and my uncle to stop feeding my ego because I was really starting to believe I was going to play for Australia. <laughs> like, I actually got so high my own supply from, like, this 40 runs I scored in a backyard cricket game <laughs> I thought I was knocking on the selector's door. <laughs> you were so young and impressionable. I was just... I was, I, I was ready, man. I was just like, yeah, I reckon I'm a chance of getting selected. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe selected as water boy. <laughs> Selecting thirteen year olds or twelve year olds <laughs> who scored a forty in a backyard cricket game. <laughs> not baby. even Jesus, not even fifty, Dave. And you no, thought, I got and a forty. Chances you didn't even get a half a century in your face. Uh, I can't remember the exact details, but but it wasn't a fifty. It was a forty. Um, but it was a good 40. It was probably one of my best 40s. And um, 
I, I tell you what, I've seen the ball like a fucking watermelon that day, man. You know, like I was really, if I could recapture that again, I, I, I honestly reckon I could face up. I'm not saying I'd score a lot of runs against a genuine pace attack, but I, I would get out there and have a go for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah, you're you're definitely one of those guys who, if you said, do you think if it was an emergency and the, the pilot died, you could land land the plane? You'd be like, yep, I could do it, no problem. Easy, man. Easy. Yeah. Well, why not, man? Fuck it. Like, yeah, it's probably is pretty easy these days with autopilot and stuff. You know. Yeah, autopilot still doesn't land the plane, as far as I know. Okay. Well, then it's more of a problem. <laughs> 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 All right. On that note, I want to say thank you and good night. Good night. Great show, Rich. A lot of fucking topics covered, man. We were on fire. Mm-hmm.